everybody to another episode of the Key Items Podcast, your local Southern Fried Podcast down here in the South. We are coming here to you for the games, the news, the anime, and the nerd, and not in that order, to discuss bullshit topics with you for another hour or so. <laughs> um, I wanted to, before actually... Actually, no, I'm going to introduce my people first. And um, if you heard at the beginning of this podcast a little bit of a different intro, that is because... Well, it's you'll know what this episode is about, honestly. Like once we, um, once we get into the topic, but I wanted to go ahead introduce the co-host of the hour. To my right, he is the circle button. It's Dustin. So, and I guess I'm the circle button now. Okay. And to my left. Yes, you cancel things in America. And um to uh, our select things if we're in Japan. Yes. Um, um and to my left we have the square button. The really awkward like, You typically do this weird could be stuff. On the triangle? Well we're gonna put it on the square. You yeah, you typically do weird stuff. You're like a weird attack button. You're punching in most fighters. Yeah, light punch. Mm-hmm. So Welcome to the Key Items Podcast. Yeah, I'll take that, I guess. To to the Key Items Podcast, yeah. You'll have to take it, because I I assigned it to you. You guys don't get an option here. And I am... Hold up now. And I am the ultimate button. The X button. I think you mean the cross button. Did you hear about that when that happened? I I don't care what people say. That's what Sony said. Um, I don't care. It's definitely what Sony says. Yeah, Sony's like, this. Is, they, they refer to it as the cross button. And everybody through like, people were like, what? You, you know, I'll give them. Only reason I'll give them cross is because everything else is a shape. And not a yeah. letter. So it wouldn't be an X. But I also will say, I don't give a damn. I'm calling it the X button. <laughs> um, only because it's an X button on Nintendo products because they use letters. Um, yep. Legit. So, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, I did want to do, I want to do some PSA. One actual serious PSA, like actual serious, because I, James is a very grumpy host this week, everybody. I've been a grumpy host for the last couple of weeks because news. But I was going to say, this is something really important. And as a podcast that deals with anime and um, manga and stuff that has come from Japan, I I believe it is part of our, I don't want to say duty, but it's something that I feel we should probably dwell into. Everybody, right now... The world is a scary, stupid place filled with idiots with way too much money and power. We all know that, and we'll die knowing that. But <laughs> right now, the big scary thing for everyone is the coronavirus, right? Yeah. COVID-19. Scary, scary, scary. Now, I need everyone to know a certain thing about the coronavirus. Yes, it did get most of its origins and starts in China. People... The Asian population, however, does not manifest the virus. If you think it does, like these people that aren't even Chinese, you are, and I will not stutter here, a racist. And I will just say here now. Huh? 
So they're a racist? A re a racist. You are you are a, an ascended racist. Um They're also a chocolate. Um I, um I will say this, and this is a serious note, people. No. Um I have as of late heard news both domestically near me and countrywide that people have been just racist towards people of Asian origin, descent, or connection. And this is not for people who are Chinese. These are people who are Korean, Japanese, Filipino. Like, if you are from an Asian nation, people are acting as if you have the virus. That's not how it fucking works, you morons. Um, and I'm, I'm just putting that out there. Because I, I don't like racism in any form, particularly I am a black guy in the South. Trust me, I live it every day. I'm not going to be okay if you do it to somebody else. Um, just learn your facts. Be an intelligent beast or just be a low beast and don't talk. Because I, I cannot handle it anymore. It's ridiculous. Um, this is important. Because most of the people who are giving the virus in the States have come from Italy. And many of them are Americans. And they're Americans. The joke about the virus is that it's the, like, rich white guy disease. Because all the, like, older um, people who have traveled to Italy for vacation have come back with the disease. So please, please, just stop it. Help out people. Protect yourself if you're worried about a disease. I get that. Wash your hands. Wash your fucking hands. Um, Don't touch your face. Like, oh, my God. You can't. Well, you can touch your face, but. Well, be careful touching your face. If you touch something like a handrail like, or a doorknob, wash your hands before you touch your face. Just, just do things that you should always be doing. You know, eat healthy, wash your hands, do basic sanitary stuff. More than likely, you'll be okay. Also, it's mainly targeting older people and who have compromised lungs. Um, mm-hmm. So please be kind to other people. And please, as a, as a minority in this country and having to live a scary life all my life since I was born. Um, and, and knowing people who are much younger than me that have to do the same. Please be nice to people. Just stop it. Like, go support Asian businesses because they need it and you're destroying them. Like they ain't Tencent. They ain't like, you know, <laughs> owning all the gaming stuff and taking over shit. That's someone you need to stop supporting. Support your small, your small local Asian business. Like just support people. And that's it. That's support your small local businesses in general. I hate to start our podcast off very serious, but there's a point. The news has just gotten me grumpy. Just, mm-hmm. just racism just everywhere. And this especially goes out to the 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 white and black kids in fucking California that had, like like harassed a, a an old Chinese guy like f- fuck you kids particularly the black kids like you guys have gone through enough I'm sure why would you do it to somebody else just just say exactly. just say just say don't I'll get a ticket and fly over there and I'll spank all <laughs> your asses like I'm just I'm a Southern boy you go you gonna bring your belt I don't bring my belt I got like three belts. I will beat your ass. I will. Woo! Anyway, okay, so moving on. The I other... actually would like to piggyback off. Oh, that. go ahead, Arnold. My current job, I'm not going to say what my job is, but I work at a place where I meet hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, just this morning when I went into work, I got a 20-minute briefing of how we now have gloves 
hand sanitizer everywhere. I actually have my own personal little hand sanitizer with my name on it. <laughs> and uh, like feel cleaning now. wipes. Feel and I was told that every like maybe 30, 40 minutes, I should like clean off the pens, the clipboards, just uh, wipe down the keyboards. Just fuck. It's over the top. It's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of extra stuff people are doing. Um, I do appreciate them at least showing some concern. No, that's fine. I think taking concern and precautions, that's fine because our, mm-hmm. our government and the media aren't giving enough information to keep people from being frightened to death. Um, but that being said, I, my, my, thing, my whole thing about it is more of how you're treating individuals. Yes. Um, I, I am more concerned because that is... It's almost as if people are waiting for an excuse to let their racist tendencies pop up. So I am I am not okay with this. Um, I have friends of many different backgrounds, not just like racially, but like culturally. Um, In my work, I work with people who have been um, targeted multiple times because of either their race or their culture, like their religion, um, stuff like that. I'm not down with it. I'm not okay with it. I, I will spank all of you. Anyway, getting to the podcast at large. Next <laughs> PSA, I was going to say, this is more jokey, is our villain battle. Um, a couple episodes ago, I completely forgot to tell everyone this. So we we concluded that battle. I know the last, that episode was pretty damn fucking long. And Gosh, we didn't, that was long. yeah, it was really long. We didn't finish the final villain. So I will let you guys all know that the winner was. Naraku from Inuyasha. He, we did not see this fucking coming. Um, much like Naraku, he sat in the shadows and waited for his turn to strike. Um, he is the winner for our lowest tier of villains. Um, Although some of those were still pretty dang high tier. They were still so, pretty uh, awesome. Update from that episode. I have watched uh, Fate Stay Night. I'm going to Blade Works since then. Do, do, you, uh, do did you change your person? Oh, no. Okay. Naraku's still pretty high, but okay. Gilgamesh, is, Gilgamesh definitely deserved that second place spot that he had. Damn, straight he does. Gilgamesh is the shit. <laughs> He's so cool. He just sits there and fucking floats and sends swords out the sky. Like, he's the best. He's the best. Um, I fucking love Gilgamesh. Um, so yeah, so Naraku has won. I think I plan to have our next episode, everyone, actually be a, the, the villains episode. Unless I get like a spark of like a topic I want to do. I think we're going to do another villains episode. We have already worked out, don't worry everybody, ideas for how to make it smoother. One, I can tell <laughs> you, we will not do any news or game updates on that episode. Um, excuse me, but like... That'll be something that'll help take out a lot of the time. Um, every so, little bit helps. Yeah, just every little bit helps. So anyway, um, I guess we can start off with our news. Um, and I'm trying to see here. Let me look at my news, see if it's anything important. I'm just going to get my news out of the way because I don't think it's really important to anything. Um, the wonderful one-on-one Kickstarter, um, was extremely successful. I think that's no surprise to everybody that knows about the game. That was a pretty solid game. However, turns out that 
Platinum Games didn't need the money. They just wanted to do it to, quote, unquote, create a community. Um, the, Platinum. So in other words, they were test marketing to see if you would go ahead and buy in advance. Uh, uh, Platinum, listen. Um, I like your games. I want to keep buying your games. But I will fucking Square Enix your ass if you fucking keep this shit up. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dudes. No. If you got the fucking money to make the game, make the fucking game. What are you looking for? Like, what are you actually looking for aside from extra cash? Um, if you want to community... looking for is extra cash, James. What are you talking about? I know. I know. If you wanted to make a community, make, make a website. And I, I'm taking this literally from Conrad Zimmerman, um, Jim Sterling's friends from the podcast. He said the exact same thing. I completely agree with him. Um... It's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm also going to go in here, and most people don't think I still can do it, but I can. I'm going to call out Nintendo for a second here. Um, Animal Crossing, guys, really? Cloud saves? Not only allowing it once? Come on. Get on the fucking ball. Um, Wait, hold on. I did not hear about this. Fight. So in Animal Crossing, if you, it, so most people aren't talking about it because, well, it's Animal Crossing, and they're like, drooling and their eyes have rolled into the back of their heads so they can't see it but in animal crossing they're very ambiguous about how the saves work and essentially how the saves work are that you can only back it up for the device that you have once i don't think it's fully on a cloud if that makes sense it's really hard to describe it but you're getting basically a one retry backup um for your right it's very strange um do you need to buy the subscription to get more? No. This is if you have the subscription. Is this the new Tom Nook? Is this like <laughs> Iron Man moding like an XCOM? Uh, no. So how it works is let's say you get your Switch stolen or it's damaged or something like that. You mm-hmm. can back up your save. But if that were to happen again or something like that, it has been very ambiguous about whether or not you can do it again. Ooh. Um, for a game like Animal Crossing to do that is not okay. Um, like, please, 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 Nintendo, why? Now, don't get me wrong. Most people, and Jim Sterling brought this up, and I thought it was a very fair point. Most people don't shit on Nintendo for doing these nefarious things that other companies do. And they also brought up a very valid counter-argument for that. And it's usually because Nintendo typically makes games that are 80 and above on a grading scale. Like, Nintendo rarely makes a bad game. So, you're more likely to be okay with its bullshit. But, I'm usually not okay with any form of bullshit. Um, Nintendo, like, stop it. Just stop it. Like, we already know your online stuff sucks. When I champion you, I'm not going to tell people. More reason to I'm not fin- Yeah, I'm not going to tell people that your your online services is why I utilize you. Like it's it's shit. But you make good quality games. I'm still a proponent that the Switch is currently the best system out there, um, in my personal opinion, of course. Um, but like, don't add more fuel to your fire. Like, come on. Um, other than that, final bit of news. I have made a discovery for myself, personal gaming discovery. I was wondering why I hate this Final Fantasy VII remake so much. Um, there's the obvious stuff. Of I actually the, haven't seen any gameplay of it yet. Well, the demo's available. You can download it. Nah, um, I can get it. Um, <laughs> and, um, 
I've already said I'm going to play the original. So so here's some stuff. Here's some stuff, though. The the game is gorgeous. It's a beautiful game. I can't say that it's not. But for me, that's all it is. It is a beautiful remake of a game. But um, outside of the obvious crap of separating the game into at least three different video games, which is some bullshit, I don't think that's okay. My bigger issue, I think, why I don't like this remake is because... I've never liked Final Fantasy VII that much. And I just realized this. I always thought I liked it because everyone else liked it. And everyone else said it's one of the best games. Okay, it is one of the best games in the world. For reasons that go outside of my personal take. It's a wonderful video game. Um, But I don't like it. I don't like any of the characters. I have no connections with any of them. Um, and the way they've created it now has become so serious that there's no good comedy in it that I enjoyed. Um, and it feels weird because some of the people in video gaming that I respect the most love Final Fantasy VII and they've replayed it from Jim Sterling to The Completionist to um, Super Eyepatch Wolf. Like, they've all played it and loved it. And I think when I was a teenager and a kid, everyone else thought the same thing. And they loved it. And Tim Rogers, too. Like, they all have played it and liked it. And I don't like that game. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think Shinra is a wonderful villain. Like, the organization is super cool. But that's it. I don't. I, I, I lose interest from Final Fantasy VII as soon as I leave Midgard. Um... But that's me. So I now, I am more at peace with it. That I don't like this game. Like, it's it just, it, out of the Final Fantasies, I think it's only up there because of its its importance to gaming. Yeah, it was, it was at the time, pretty, pretty significant in that it was 3D and... 3D, sort of the, the villains, length. yeah... The villains and the structure are good. Like, again, I come back to Shinra being a wonderful organization to rile against. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't like Cloud. Um, he's ironically less likable the older I got than Squall is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Barrett because he's just a fucking racial problem. Um, Tifa's all right, but they never give her credit. Like, I wish Tifa had gotten more credit. I wish Aerith ha- would have died earlier. Um, <laughs> like... No, no, spoilers. Spoilers, she dead. Um, Vincent tries to be more edgier than Cloud. So it's like two buzzsaws are fighting each other. Um, Basically. Kate Sith is cool. He was cool. Yuffie's annoying and annoying to get. And Red 13 is the smartest person in the party. Um, Sid is a misogynistic asshole, but he's okay. <laughs> um, I like the Turks. The Turks are cool. Anyway, I, I wanted to say that all because whenever in these last episodes, if people have heard me rally against seven, I was trying to speak earnestly about what I just didn't like. And it wasn't just me wanting to shit on the game. Um, but I know it probably came off that way. And, no, it's just the game was not good for me. Um, yeah. That's all on my news. Nothing really big. 
I'll let you guys take over now. So uh, E3 may be canceled due to COVID-19. Um, but That's more okay. significantly, if it does get canceled, E3 in general may just be gone. This may be the last thing. Yeah, it may be. Yeah. So, like most uh, companies have too many com- companies are pulling out because they want too much money for stuff that they can do on their own now. Basically. Yeah. It, and it costs a lot of money. You got to ship out people. You got to ship out supplies. You got to ship out demo stuff. Um, that being so. said, question to you guys: Because E threes may get canceled, do you guys think that's going to affect how people feel about video games? Because a lot of people can play the demos at E three. Um, I think it'll just companies will adjust. The, uh, they'll uh, figure out. I think companies will be fine. I guess my yeah. question is, will it raise the confidence of a product more or less when you can't play it until release? Um, I figure they may make up for it in different ways. Like you may see stuff like what's going on right now with Final Fantasy VII with demos. More yeah. demos coming out. Yeah, because I, honestly, I think more demos is a good thing. It's one thing the Switch yeah. has done really well. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. In fact, I would really. Say James and I both come from a different era, and some of y'all probably are from that era, too, where if you wanted to try a game, you didn't have to pay $60 for it. You could pay, like, $5 and try it at Blockbuster. <laughs> well, yeah, but not only that, magazines used to come with demo disc for almost yep. every new thing mm-hmm. that was coming out. Um, and, heck, it was even to the degree where your local, like, Pizza Hut chain would give you, like, a demo disc. Oh, man, I forgot about that. I got yeah. the... I got the I got Final Fantasy VIII on de- a demo of Final Fantasy VIII from Pizza Hut. I yep. About Final Fantasy VIII from Pizza Hut. Crash Bandicoot. So here, here you go. Here you go, Squaresoft. Next time you need to try out Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. when you make a new one. Um, <laughs> Just uh, Arnold, don't pick Pizza Hut. Pick Mellow. Mellow Mushroom's pretty good. Mellow Mushroom ain't going to do that. It's too hipster. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Arnold? I thought I heard you going to say something. No, nah, I, I was going to say pretty much what Dustin said. Like, um, What companies can do is... Instead of, you know, having G- um, E3 where everyone goes there and try demos. While, like, they, what they could do is while they're on a stream, they can have their demo available so people can play it while the stream is going on. Yeah, use a stream to release it. I think um, some games have already lost the hype around E3. I'll admit I'm more hyped about the fighting game events because that's where all the stuff gets announced for those. Mm-hmm. So, And they're fun to watch anyway. And then you also get the bonus of, oh, and you also get to know what's coming out. Um, I agree with that because, um, yeah, I'm not usually hyped with the fighting game events, but I'm usually hyped for my, like, 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 like a Nintendo Direct. Because mm-hmm. it feels like they're going to make a big display of it. No, oh, yeah. You get stuff like that. Yeah. Also, we don't have to see it. any companies do any cringy. Like Nintendo CEOs trying yeah. to play music with Wii Remote. Yeah, I don't need that shit. <laughs> I don't need that shit. Um, okay, yeah. What else you got? This? Um, so this is something that's a really niche thing. But I just ran into this the other day. And I feel like it's really segues well out of demo disc. Hmm. Um, so apparently there is this thing, and I don't know if this is the first of its kind or if this has been an ongoing thing, but some indie developers have made a, a quote-unquote haunted PS1 demo disc, which is a collection of like demo-length horror games that are like retro PlayStation era graphics. And it's a oh, neat concept. Neat. That uh, is neat. Um, and apparently you just like, and they also made a really, really retro commercial that feels like, 
like something that got out of the time when the PlayStation demo discs were a thing. Oh, that's cool. And so yeah, it's like a little small miniature horror games, and they're all on like a you download the you download the demo disc. It's not a physical disc, obviously, but you download it, you get all of them like you would in the old demo disc. Oh, that's it's neat. a neat concept. Yeah, that's neat. I like that. That's I never cute. Never touched the PS One in my life. <laughs> that's true. You know, it's actually funny. Is that when I was a kid, my uncle actually gave me and my brother a PS One. We were never able to play it because it did not come with a power cable. Oh. <laughs> or the AV cables. Your oh. early gaming life was mainly consistent of Nintendo 64 and Game Boy until you guys met me, really. Nah, my brother got that Xbox. No, he didn't. I gave <laughs> you the Xbox. No. We had an Xbox first. <laughs> no, you, you didn't. G- you gave us the other one. When no, you broke. Yeah, we had Xbox you broke. You. you broke two Xboxes. They were both mine. No, my brother no. bought one at a pawn shop. I do recall this. Yeah, maybe he bought one after you broke my two. No, that was the first. Xbox Arnold, we had. when I knew you, you guys, can't, Arnold, you can't start claiming. Arnold, you can't claim every time you introduce Arnold, me to something. Arnold, Arnold, <laughs> listen. I'm when sorry. when I brought the Xbox into your lives, you were children. No. Bre- no, you okay, you were definitely a child. Nah. <laughs> Bitch you were a baby. <laughs> I remember my brother saving up money. Okay, so here's hard. here's the reason I know he did do that. Because I recently asked your sister this, who is the older of you three and knows all your shenanigans. You guys did not have an Xbox until you knew me. Nah, I don't believe that person. You is high on your own supply, dog. <laughs> Bro, I even got a supply. What you I talking about? I haven't heard that. I actually that knew. And here's how I know it's true. Because apparently you guys did have a GameCube, however. You had a GameCube, but that was thrown out. Not yet. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> getting back to facts and not false news. <laughs> Fake news. Hold up now. <laughs> But I was the bum of this later. Oh, but I was gonna say, um, yeah, but haunted PS1 demo disc 2020. If anybody likes horror games, give it a shot. Nah, if nothing else, even if you don't like horror games, go watch the trailer on YouTube because it is, it is, it is worth watching. I do, especially if you're a 90s kid. I don't like horror games, but I will look at that trailer. (laughs) It's so hokey, it's amazing. Okay, got any more news there, Dustin? Um, Let's see. Oh, uh, troubling news. Troubling news. Um, So apparently, um, because there's there's some controversy around Oda again, Um, this time because he is interviewing the creator of Veroni Kenshin um, for the 20th anniversary of Veroni Kenshin. And the reason why is not because Oda is like especially... Like close to this person, or close anything? to he worked under him when he was getting started. He was like a like a like a uh, assistant. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why they asked him to do it. And apparently, in Japan in general, is not as as hard on the creator of Rony Kenshin as they probably should be, if we're honest. But I guess that's a cultural difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so people are are bothered. What's by the trouble? Oh, okay. I was like, what's the troubling part? I was like, oh, people are bothered that he's talking to him. Yeah. Um, no, for that. This is mm, mm, I 
As much as I, I don't, dislike, I don't know the oh, page. let me help you figure out. The guy who's creator of Kinchin is like child pornography. Yeah, he, was, he was arrested for child pornography. Yeah, he had child, ah! he had possession of child pornography. That's disgusting. Um, yes, it is. But what I was going to say is that speaking to him is an individual right of Otis, mm-hmm. and if he's not participating in the practices, are saying it's okay what he did. He could honestly be talking to just someone who was his old mentor, and mm-hmm. we don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, um, they're gonna—it's for an interview for for this thing, so it'll be talking yeah. about Ronnie Kenshin, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not troubled by that though. I'm more troubled that the the person themselves is not being further punished, but I'm not troubled that I, Oda. I, I, yeah, he got a slap on the wrist for that. Right. Um, but, you know, I could, I'm not going to go into my politics about people getting slapped on the wrist for shit. But, um, but yeah, like, yeah, he, um, yeah, I don't know. I know the anime um, world right now is very much in turmoil about multiple things. Yeah, um, there's a lot of, a lot of people. And not, not to, to discredit anybody who feels strongly about some of the things that have happened, but there's a lot of canceling going on or risk of canceling going on of people around like Vicky. Um, yeah, Vic, <laughs> yeah, and, Vic, and my heroes creator over the the thing with uh, the character name and yeah. Naoda. Yeah, um, I think for me. I don't think my hero should be canceled for that. Uh, I, I don't I think, think I think they took the best option they could in terms of trying to make amends. I, I'm sorry if you still got like some like racially insensitive characters in anime as a large portion of the thing right now. Don't be like trying to cancel someone's manga for that. Like anime as a whole has had problems for years. Like, and we can be. We can wait to see the actual, like, evidence for Vic. We can wait till Oda, like, reveals whatever they're talking about stuff. But as far as my Hero Academia goes, like, ah, uh, what? Like, I don't like it at all, but to cancel the guy's work, um, like, if he's fixing his shit, he's already probably going to take a dip in sales anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I I think you there's a lot bigger issues in anime than that. Um, like mult like for instance, Gats is still being released, and someone literally paints his face as a black man and shoots up Japan in it. So, uh, where's everyone's rage about that one? Um, so I don't know. Um, too many young people in the anime world. Get out! Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, don't know where I stand on any of that. It's all topsy turvy. Japan's different. Got different rules, people. Different rules. Um, but yeah. What else news you got? Um, let's see. I don't remember if there's anything else. I'm checking my notes here to see if there's anything that I wanted to mention that I have not. Yeah, Arnold, you got anything in the meantime? Well, I'll double check to see if there's 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I got some to talk about. Uh, actually, speaking of E3 might being canceled, uh, GDC has been officially postponed. Yeah, I figured that was because of the fears of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, they're originally scheduled on March 16th through 20th. Oh, however, oh, sorry, Arnold, real quick. Just so if anyone doesn't know, Dustin's been calling it the coronavirus too. He's been calling it by its technical term. So, ah, yes. so everyone knows. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, coronavirus is the uh, COVID-19. Yeah, 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 yeah. For people who don't. Who, who might just see COVID-19, they're like, what the fuck's that? I thought yeah. we had the coronavirus. It sounds much more sinister, if we're honest, but that's not my intent. Mm-hmm. I'm just calling it that because coronavirus is also the common cold. Oh, you know what? You're right. Probably mm-hmm. call it the COVID-19. Well, oh. we we have a term for the common cold already, too. So <laughs> we, Which, by the way, Amazon is trying to cure. Just, just throwing that out there. That's some news. You can't cure the common cold. It <laughs> no. multiplies. Amazon says, yeah. have you seen how much money we have? We're going to try. You can't, can't pull it off that fast. <laughs> it, it, it literally mutates probably once yeah, or twice a year. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know, they can fix the water in other countries before they can. They could fix the water in this country. Yeah. Just Flint, saying. Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan, Flint, Michigan you know? still got shit in their water. Just It's all right. Elon Musk helping out over there. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck that white savior bullshit. Anyway, go ahead, Arnold. What are you, <laughs> what are you finna say? <laughs> um, uh, what I was going to say is, like I said before, um, it was originally scheduled March 16th to 20th. However, there has not been any updated date. They've just made the announcement, though, that it has been postponed. Uh, apparently, another uh, fan fest called E Fan Fest 2020 is a mobile event for the other world. <laughs> Eve Online. It has also been uh, canceled and has been, which was scheduled in April. But uh, I feel like not such, anymore. I feel like such a gamer elite for laughing at that. Oh, like there's a mobile like mobile game convention. No, it's MMO. Okay, because you said Eve Online, right? Uh, Eve, uh, MMO Eve Online, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. For some reason... Or is that is that mobile? No, know. Eve Online is not a mobile game. So that no, makes much more sense. sure is a thing. When I... When <laughs> I, I thought I heard a mobile game convention. I was like, what do they all do? Like, do they all, like, just look down the whole time? Like, can't play on I mean, the- that's what... Poke, that's what Pokemon does with this Pokemon. Man, those events never turn yeah. out good. Uh, but okay, go ahead, Arnold. I cut you off. Uh, well, that's it so far. Uh, did Dustin, do you want me to keep on going or? I keep going. Uh, just like we talked about, or what I talked about last year of Blizzard's shitty servers, <laughs> even though they weren't even on a server, uh-huh. they were on land. Uh-huh. Uh, EA. <laughs> Has also fucked up with their FIFA Online. Oh, do tell! Uh, they fucked it up again. Yeah, ex- well, that last last week was a fucking Blizzard. FIFA. Is now a piece it's of, EA. No, no, no! I'm just saying with FIFA and EA, that game is a piece of shit. It's a shit. Story. And it's even worse. <laughs> is it like what happened? That game is pretty shit too. Uh, anyways. What happened was after, and this wasn't like, okay, we just restart the game, like, unlike the Warcraft one, right? Right. The server just shut down. As in, they couldn't play anymore. So it just gone. So the guy who had a 2-0 lead 
who just needed one more win. Um, they switched from FIFA to rock, paper, scissors. Time out. Come again? They played rock, you mean, paper, you mean like, scissors. You mean that game in animes where the two bad guys who want to decide they want to kill somebody, they say... They say they say which who should go first and they go I want to go first and then they say no rock paper scissors as your weakened character sits there in horror. <laughs> they really did they divulge to rock paper scissors to solve yes. something? And the guy who was in the lead lost. <laughs> he lost three times in a row. Well wow. there goes to show you. Like and you know. Like it sucks to suck, you know what they say? Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to say to that one. I, I, fuck. <laughs> like, fuck. You know um, what you love? Triple A companies? Tough. Fuck it. Wow. 10 out of 10. Would buy all product again. <sighs> oh my goodness. I was going to say this too, real quick. So, so I don't have to do a disclaimer. I did a disclaimer for the last episode. I do not, when I was saying the things earlier condone any form of workplace sexual harassment child pornography or using hate speech or words in your manga <laughs> what uh, i yes. was however saying was that i would like to see what actually happens before i make a a judgment, judgment. on something i don't yeah. like to witch hunt um until i actually have a court that's because all these people are public and everything is known. So I'm assuming that if something weren't nefarious to go down, court will happen. And I've already passed my judgment under Rurouni Kinchin, dude. Um, as much as I like... Yeah as, yeah, as much as I like Kinchin Himura, um, I usually don't touch anything Rurouni Kinchin oriented. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I may not even put a villain from Rurouni Kinchin in there because of that. Um, which is sad because Rony Kinchin was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that out there. Sorry, Arnold. Did you have more news? Uh, a, a bit more part. news. Um, apparently, uh, there's been a leak for a new Star Wars game. And not just not the sequel for Respawn's Fallen Order. Uh, there's a new... I say new. It's probably the assets from Viking. but <laughs> um, Project Viking. But apparently, there is a... EA is making a smaller, more unusual Star Wars game by the code name of Project Maverick. Unusual. There's been, yeah, uh, that's what the um, they, uh, it was like on a Twitter uh, tweet or something, and um, the only thing so far that's been spotted is a image of the words uh, Star Project Maverick Wars, and um, it's an image of a. A star, not the star, uh, a star destroyer. More like, um, what are those uh, ships called? Like during the Empire, the ones that look like actual like boat ships. Yeah. Um, I only uh, know. Uh, what, what, uh, I think Imperial shuttle. Oh, thing. Imperial yeah, star destroyers. Imperial star destroyers. Yeah. And there's a okay. small, um, like there's like three X-wing starfighters. Is so, it an X-wing remake? There's like no, I I don't know. There's like it's the star destroyer. Hated that game. Just <laughs> taking up most of the image, and then like three tiny X wings. I wonder if it's an X wing game. Clearly, when they say unorthodox game, what they're gonna make is a new Star Wars demolition. <laughs> is that? Game? 
Did, play, like, did either of y'all play that game? Star Wars what? Not, but I've seen Demolition. It was basically just Twisted Metal, but Star Wars. Nah, I ain't played that game. Twisted Metal? <laughs> I didn't even like Twisted Metal. I played Twisted Metal because my cousins played it. And they were like, man, you like Mario Kart? Punk-ass game? Let's play some Twisted Metal. Let me hit you with this fucking blue shell. <laughs> Get on my fucking level. I sent you the last place. I was time period when everybody, you know how like those fads in games, yes. and everybody makes that same. We still have that now. Yes. At that time, the fad game was car combat. So yes. we had Twisted Metal, we had Vigilante Eight, mm-hmm. and we had Star Wars Demolition for some reason. Yeah. We also had Sonic in a car for some reason. Yeah. Hey, Those Sonic Racing is actually pretty good from what yeah, I. Yeah, Sonic Racing is apparently not bad. Please. Oh. But why is he in a car? That motherfucker. Okay, now, okay, now I will say I've never understood why a Sonic racing game has Sonic in a car. Um, yeah, he should just run. Yeah, you know, some of them, some of them, some people like Knuckles. Knuckles needs a car. See, no, Sonic Knuckles can... apparently can go at a decent speed, but Knuckles can glide. So oh, you know, true. there's well, that. How, well, he probably doesn't go as fast when he's gliding. Well, no, but if you're making a racing game, I would assume that you have different things that allow their different ability. It would take a lot of work to actually make a good Sonic racing game that didn't have cars. Make it like a platformer, except racing. Yes, it'd be like a weird platformer because apparently Amy can go at decent high speeds, too. Like, all hedgehogs in the Sonic universe are fast. So does Sonic You know, it makes more sense. Yes. What do you I said, does Shadow actually go at decent speeds, or doesn't he have weird time powers? Yeah, no, so Shadow actually moves at relatively high speeds. He's okay. only a little bit slower than Sonic. And He's also got jet boots. He has jet boots, but Sonic can go faster than Shadow. However, like, Shadow has, like Dustin was saying, he has weird warp abilities. He doesn't have time powers per se. Um... He's... I mean, chaos control. Right, he has, he has chaos, but Sonic... Okay, look... I'm gonna get a little bit. I'm gonna get a little bit Sonic nerdy here because I, I am the weirdest Sonic fan because I don't like most of Sonic's shit. But I Sonic was my very first video game I only ever owned, so I really, really, really like Sonic. Um, and I've been reading the new comic book. It's excellent. Good God, it's so good. And I've actually heard. I'm not paying full price for it. I'm gonna wait till it comes on Netflix. But I heard that the movie was decent. Um. Not the blockbuster blowout that it was, but I've heard it was decent. Um, the, new, the new Sonic? Yeah, I heard that the story was heartwarming, basically. That, yeah, I've actually heard that, too. Um, I heard the movie was also delightfully short compared to our massive movies. Well, it's about. Sonic. It better be short. It better go fast. It better be played in point, 1.5 times speed. I better be leaving that movie theater in one hour instead of three hours. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Sonic has the ability to alternate through time if he goes fast enough. Um, kind of like the Flash on that regard. Yeah. Does he have to go 88 miles an hour? Um... Where's that from? Oh, oh, I yeah, I get you. The yeah, I was like, what? What's that from? And I was like, Arnold, is he making a Back to the Future reference? I was he like, was. I was impressed. Yeah, I was like, ancient one. Um, but I was going to say, yeah. Anyway, um, going back to Arnold. Um, what other news you got? Sorry. Uh, well, I just wanted to, like you said, this might be um, not a racing game. But, uh, no, there's no information on this. Oh yeah, the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars game. Um, I'm hoping that it's actually kind of like 
kind of like you know like Star Fox because I actually well I, I enjoyed for those who played the original Battlefront 2 not the you mean the one that came out on the other systems yeah yeah the one on PS2 not this um not these lukewarm fries actual good fries uh that are not soggy these they're recent crap. he's not talking about the recent Battlefield game <laughs> the original Battlefield. The original Battlefield that made you... game also named Battlefront. The, no, Battlefront. Not, not Battlefront. this is the the Battlefront game that made you purchase the remake one. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um Space Combat in that game was actually like pretty sick. The new ones is not that good. Um but I actually kind of hope it is something like a Star Fox game. I I think that'd be pretty cool. You want some good dog fights. Yeah, cuz like, you know, a lot of Star Wars games is like Okay, Jedi lightsaber. I so and that's the thing, and I I found that this is something that separates the Star Wars gamers from each other. There's people who like the more grounded vehicle blastery part stuff of Star Wars, and people who like the force and story parts. I'm I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It's just no, yeah, no. I like I've said, I've played, I've currently have people playing the new Battlefront two. What I, was, I don't touch any of those heroes. I'm not even going to lie. What I was going to say is this, though, Arnold. I don't think there's a problem for liking either one. But back in the 90s and early 2000s, people could be able... They, they felt comfortable making separate things. Like, we had an entire game about, like, a clone squadron. Oh, yeah, um, game was sick. Like, we had games that, like, didn't have you be a Jedi. But now I think because it's owned by Disney and their marketing things is that... They they believe Star Wars can't be Star Wars without the Jedi part. That there's no universe to be had there. That's why everything has lightsabers in it. Because lightsabers are the product draw, you know. Um, I like most of the Star Wars stuff that has shit all to do with the main story. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know what it'll be. Oh, maybe they will make good product. I mean, maybe we'll see another canceled game. Probably. <laughs> well, not a canceled Star Wars game because now that Disney owns it, they'll be going through with everything. Um, but yeah, I didn't say that. But Viking was canceled last year. That's true. That's true. But okay, we got the news out of the way. Yep, one more last piece of news. I'm going to choke Prize. all of you guys. Uh, what oh, is the last piece of news? On, apparently, there's a little bit of controversy regarding uh resident evil 3 in that one tweet from the social media account implied that nemesis can ignore safe rooms and just come after you at any time i just heard a confirmation that it's not yeah and they and but somebody else is still running the story that it is so no nobody knows maybe maybe we should just keep it ambiguous because i think it was better not to know that if that is the case or maybe wait, so people... wait hold on what you... so nemesis can Going to the thing. Some there was claims that he could, and now and then there were statements that he cannot. That that was miscommunicated, and now I don't think we really know for sure. I mean, I was he able to in the original three? Uh, no, I don't think. No, so. because then let's just keep that because like that. that would be poor game design if your fucking monster could kill you from saving. I think the only uh, like if you that to happen is you play on the hardest difficulty. Then you can no, do that if you want. No, I don't think you should. It, then you shouldn't have save points. Like I, I. I mean, doesn't uh, Resident Evil, uh, original Resident Evil Two, have like limited ink or something? Right. Yeah. So limited savings, one thing. Being murdered while saving is different. Like that hey, is. Man. 
the, the fucking that um the alien the alien game that everyone likes right now, you can get killed <laughs> while you're saving. Almost. Yeah, have you have you not seen the saving mechanic? You put like um your character puts a chip in like a saving. Um, is it is it on the wall? Uh-huh. And like there's a like a not a countdown, but there's like a glowing three dots that count down before you can save. Are you inside of the environment where the alien can get you though? Yeah, the alien can. Then um, okay, while you're saving, there's like a small like I think radar or something, or is my pop up saying like there's enemies close to you then, if the okay. aliens are. Then around. okay, that's fine. I wouldn't like it, but that but, is like yeah, I see what you mean. Like risk if for reward. Nemesis like. Broke the fucking door down. Say, right. Hey, man. It looks like you're saving, but I'm going to say nah. Saving, use some rocket. Right. Yeah. Like, and I get it. You know, that's kind of realistic. He could break the door down. Well, if I wanted realism, I wouldn't be playing a Capcom game. Like, you play Battlefield. Like, yeah. So I would, um, I don't know. I don't care. I don't really love the Resident Evil series like that, even though I know all the lore to it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do. It's it's a series that I don't love, but I know a lot about. Like, it's weird. Like, I know a lot about Resident Evil, and I will say this: one of my favorite games of all time is Resident Evil Four, but that's the only one. Um, but Have yeah. you played Seven? Yeah, I don't. Well, seven, the one. That seven's a, like Seven's that too. Yeah, Seven's too scary. Like I'm not even oh, gonna, fine, not even going to front. Can't. That's too scary for me. I ain't playing that. That's fine. I don't. I don't play horror games either. I don't like horror games. Um, but I might try Dead Space. Nah, but fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so okay. Sorry for the random last piece. Of oh, that's fine. Um, no, that's fine. We're waiting for you to bring. Uh, you said you're trying to get some last. But I knew there was something else, and that was it. Okay. All right. So let's go into what I'm excited for. Games. Um, so, games and stuff that we've been doing, I, I, I'm going to tell everyone right now what I've been watching, because I told the guys that I've been watching an anime, and I don't want to say shit about it, because every time I say something about an anime, (laughs) one or two months later, this is my jinx, so you know how Dustin has a jinx where he reads a manga and it gets canceled? My my jinx is that I will breathe open into the world a word about a manga that I like or an anime in like two to three months later. Like no one will care a shit. They, they won't give a shit about it when I first say it. But as soon as like two to three months later happens, it becomes the next big thing. And people talk about it so much. I have a pet peeve, so everyone knows, is the oversaturation of something. Deval- it becomes mainstream. Yeah. It, well, no, no. Mainstream is fine. Over be, being overly saturated myself personally devalues it for me. Like I'm like I don't want to keep waking up and hearing about it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, example is like for uh, Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer. Demon Slayer is Demon Slayer is high quality anime and manga. But I have to like just not touch it for a little bit because people won't shut the fuck up. Like, if I'm talking about it with a friend or something, that's one thing. But if I go into a news feed or something for anime and stuff, and all I hear about is that, I'm done. 
Like, I'm done. I just can't. And it's nothing against people liking it. That's their own prerogative. But I just, I like to appreciate shit, you know? I think that's why another reason why I don't love Final Fantasy VII, because out of all the Final Fantasies, it's the only one that keeps coming up every year. You know, there's something being done with it. Um, so, leading off from that, I have been watching um, the anime Vinland Saga. Vinland oh, yeah. Saga... What again? I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is not the... This isn't even my first time mentioning it to you, Dustin, or anybody. Like, I read the manga about two years ago, maybe. Uh, I don't know exactly. But about two years ago, I read the first chapter of the manga, and I got bored a little bit with it. I think it's created by the same person that's done Attack on Titan. Do not quote me on this, but I believe that was why I actually decided not to continue it, because I was like, this is just going to become another popular... Attack on Titan, and I don't want to get involved and then hear people talking about it, people running around with, like, like buckles on their pants and, like, doing weird salutes to each other. Um, but, gave it some time, finished uh, an anime that I was currently watching, I finished uh, Rage of Bahamut, and I was just rolling through my, um, my Amazon, like, anime, and that popped up. So I decided to look at the first episode. This anime is so delicious. It is so savory and marinated perfectly. It is... It is so good. Is it a medium rare steak? Oh my god, yes. It's... It's... It's everything. Me personally. I don't give a fuck what everybody else wants in an anime for this. It's what I love. And so um, my girlfriend saw me watching it the other day. And I was talking about why I liked it to like um, um, one of my friends. She was there too. And I was just explaining it to them. And I was like, yeah, I like it. And then my girlfriend immediately was like, you like this because it's like Gladiator, don't you? And for those of you who don't know, Gladiator is my favorite movie of all time. It is, it is the best movie. It is the best action, drama Historical, comedy, um, romantic thriller, thriller, horror. It's a running joke that I just say Gladiator is the best of every genre. It's not even any of those genres. <laughs> it is my favorite movie of all time. And so watching this had some of the elements that were popular in Gladiator. But it's so much more. Like Vinland Saga is essentially... Vinland, by the way, is... What they're referring to in the manga is the upper north of Canada and a little bit of Northern America. Um, it's about essentially Vikings who are trying to conquer England at the time. And so really early in England and Viking in late in Viking history. And so like, um, it is a, it is originally about a boy whose father it's like this legendary warrior, um, and he is killed by uh, a mercenary who was hired by his old military group. And the boy wants to kill the guy who killed his father, you know, seek out revenge. So he joins his mercenary camp of Vikings in order to get the chance to kill him one day. And it goes from this story of revenge to this political intrigue among Vikings. Vikings. 
that has divulged into several countries worth of like expansion and storytelling um and it still has some of the good action tropes you have the big happy-go-lucky murderous type guy who looks like vash the stampede Mm -hmm. um and there's it's so good because it it deals into some things that I think anime are too afraid to go into fully. Like it talks about just violence and how it exists and like people's urge for violence and like their need to do it. Um, it talks a lot about the dualities of religion and the expansion of one religion over another and why one is can be seen as bad and one can be seen as good. There's a lot of like contradictory characters in that sense like there's a priest who is um christian but he and he talks about finding love but he's also like a uh, uh, drunk like he's an alcoholic and um and it's not like this cute fun thing about being an alcoholic like he's a straight up booze hound um and you have people who want to uphold their honor and stuff um and try to claim their rightful place but they have to do anything they can to to do it and it's so well done in the last episode i saw it today oh my god i'm buying this when it comes out on like disc or blu-ray or whatever like it is it is excellent it is i cannot wait for the next season i am going to because i think i can actually read it through amazon so I'm going to read it through Amazon and continue it. It's so good. If you haven't seen Vinland Saga, I recommend anybody to watch it. It is funny. It is deep. It is fun. It is violent. Um, what service is it on? It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it is. It is good. Um, it it it's raw too. It's like durororo the raw. So like, it's great. Um, outside of that, later on today, if not tomorrow, I'll be starting on that third season of Castlevania, cause it's out! Um, super excited about that. Um, Castlevania is on par with this. Not as far as, like, intrigue. It's just fucking vampires fucking each other over. Like, dude comes in and whips them all to death. It's great, but... Not as far as political intrigue. But, um, yeah. And also, um, this is more of a shout-out to my friend Sarah. She'll appreciate this. If she hasn't seen it already, she may have seen Villain Saga, too. But um, Blade of the Immortal has an anime. I knew about this for, like, two years now, but I just never watched it. Um, Blade of the Immortal is a very, very good kind of niche um, um, samurai manga. Um, my friend Sarah was really big into it. Like, back when we were in college and she, like, introduced me to it and I, like, read all of her manga very carefully. Because Sarah does not play with the destruction of her books. Mm. <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> Your sister's like that, too, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, um, but, like, she's you very... You got those books. You gotta... You gotta... She take care of those books, but um, nah, I, man, I make them dog floppy ears. <laughs> yeah, Arnold destroys books, so that's how much I enjoy them. He's not in between like me, you know, like Arnold like batters a book. Um, but I was going to show south. Like I said, I enjoy them. I I can't say which one so much I fucking broke it. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't say which one is the per- more per- perfect form of reading. I do both, but like it depends. Um, but Blade of the Immortal is an excellent manga as well. Um, I don't know how the anime is going to be doing it, but Blade of the Immortal is about a guy who has like essentially like demon worms in his body and he can't die, thus Blade of the Immortal. And he fights all these weird kind of samurai stuff. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm huh. going to start watching that. What? What you going on for? Uh, n- n- I don't know if I should. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, sorry for the awkward pause. It's just, um, I don't know. Can I spoil that? Have Not you... the anime. It's, it's something for my game that I, that's like that has something like that. Is it recent? Is it recent? It's Sakura. Uh, you can spoil it for me. I don't care. Most uh, people who like I mean, Sekiro have like, played it already and beaten it. That's true. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, there's some like some enemies that can't die. Yeah. In that game, and you need a a certain something that kills them. But what makes them immortal is that there's like a fucking centipede inside of them. Huh. No, that sounds it's a mythological thing. And you need the special something. To kill it, otherwise they just come back. Arnold is basically telling you guys he ain't giving you the answer, so get good on your own. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's as far as anime and manga that I've gone through. Um, Grandia Two is still great, still playing it. It's gotten better. Um, the story is just good. Like graphics, you know, they didn't age well. Um, the the lag and latency issues that come from the port are horrendous in certain areas um, to the degree that I'm like, why? But overall, I can see why this game is a cult classic among JRPGers. And I kind of wish I had played it like when I wanted to back as a kid. Um, my Final Fantasy games that I wish I played back in the day. But yeah, there's a lot. That's an episode. Mm hmm. My Final Fantasy twelve came in, and I also downloaded um, Tales of Vesperia, both of which I'll be playing after this. So, okay, that's my stuff. What about you guys? Uh, I'll go. Um, I haven't actually haven't really played that many games recently. Um, I'll try to get back into them, but I've actually gotten to the boo. Gun. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, the boo! I was like the yeah. B O O, as in like the like I was like, <laughs> yes, the great B O O. The boo. Okay, um, so you got into boo. Yep. You like it? I, you I'm, don't? Like I'm pretty. Ex- I'm just at the start of it. I'm pretty excited to see where this goes. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad arc. It's not my favorite arc, but it's not bad. It's good for just crazy shit happening. Yeah, it is definitely the. It feels the villain in that arc feels very much like. I mean, Vegeta's already driving me off, so, I need him to tone down his. I need to kill people. Oh, Vegeta and the um the blowing up of the audience. Yeah, uh, yeah, and him being like, I gotta fight Goku. He just coming back once every year. Then wait <laughs> next year, dumbass. <laughs> Come on, man! You're guaranteed that. <laughs> Guarantee, you know, some people don't get that one day. <laughs> yeah, Goku gets his little, like, one day travel back. Um, but yeah, what Dustin, I don't know if you heard him, Arnold, but Dustin was saying that um, 
the Boo Saga is a little bit more like original Dragon Ball. It is in a way. I can see what Dustin's saying. It's um, yeah, the villain is very whimsical, right? Mm. Even though he's like murderous terrifying. and terrifying. Um, well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, like there's stuff behind it. Um, I, it's good. It's a good saga. I rarely remember it because when we were getting it in the states, Toonami had it mismatched so many times. Like I, yeah, I literally had to piece I, it together. I actually remember that too. For, for whatever reason, that particular arc is the one I have the most like get. So for those of y'all that I think everybody at this point knows this, Dragon Ball is like two hundred ninety episodes, three hundred. And so it's really easy to miss episodes in there mm. and like not know what you missed. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully Sean and Jump has everything. Oh yeah, you're yeah, fine Sean and Jump there. has everything. If you read the manga, you're the anime yeah. has way too many episodes. The anime is um, way too long, yeah. And yeah, so there's a lot of episodes I can miss. I could keep up with Reboot better than I could keep up with Dragon Ball. Good grief. Reboot and all is jumping around and showing us episodes from different parts. Uh, yeah. Reboot. Oh, man, we're doing an episode on Reboot. There's a new Reboot. What? Is yeah. it Reboot of a Reboot? Yeah, I think there's a Reboot of Reboot. So the name of the, the show is called Reboot Arnold, and it's because it takes place inside of a computer. So, you know, you, you reboot your computer. Yeah. It's great. Reboot is so ugly, but I love it. <laughs> like, um, but yes, I fucking love uh, it. But okay. Um, okay. They're on, uh, they actually spin out since 2018. It's on Netflix. Hmm. Oh. Don't know if it's good, but it's there. Okay. Um, what were you saying, Arnold? Uh, even though I just said I haven't been playing that many games, it is March. Some games better drop. I'm going to tell y'all three games. Really just two games I'm excited about. Um, the other one, I have curiosity. And the other one, I'm just... I'm a watch with some binoculars. Okay. Uh, the two I'm excited for... I already told y'all. Neo 2. Yeah, I Neo 2 is going to be real fun. Uh, Doom Eternal. Yeah. Like I, like, I bought Doom 2016 just to beat it. It was pretty cheap, too. Um, so I can't wait to play... Doom Eternal, the game I'm kind of curious about. Every, I know um, it, people are 50-50 on this game right now because of all the, the ups and downs and whatever the um, disinformation, but um, Cyberpunk 2077. I do like the Cyberpunk type of games. That being said, wait, I wait. have... It got pushed back up? Oh, wait. Did it get pushed back up? It was yeah. all the way down in September. Oh, was it? Oh, right. Yeah, oh, we, we mentioned it in our news like a oh, few well. episodes ago. Um, this is what happens when games get hyped like years in advance. You're yeah. right. That's my bad. Okay, well, Nia, well, like I said, though, that is a game I'm curious about. Okay. And then the one I'm watching with binoculars. You know what? This is probably also a fucking track. I don't know if it's going to relaunch this. This, uh, Hold up, let me make sure. And before I look like a dumbass. You can still save your hype for it. <laughs> well it's not it's not hype. I'm this is the I'm watching with binoculars. Oh okay. he is uh a hesitant You're looking um, over the head. Watchdogs. Watchdogs. Um uh, I've always liked like hacking. 
I've never done hacking, by the way. Like real hacking <laughs> like, or the television no, hacking? Like the television okay, hacking. Okay, because real hacking is not that entertaining. Um, <laughs> watch the, I've, watched, I've seen gameplay of Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2 look kind of interesting. I don't... I, the reason why I'm like... I'm going to watch this from afar is because... First, Watch Dogs is apparently like... How the characters are going to work is that... Every character has a backstory, yeah, and you recruit that's a big claim. Mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's uh, there's some obvious favorites. Like, apparently, there's a, a grandma assassin. Yeah, everyone who uses spider fuck. drones. Of course, everyone's gonna pick the grandma because she's a grandma who kills people. <laughs> and people have no originality, and they think they're original by choosing the grandma. They think that's you know what? Just like that grandma, they think it's hip. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Uh, I mean, it just it it looks it just looks funny. I don't like Watch Dogs. I think it's bad. It's an Ubisoft game. Ah, oh, you're right. It's the pushback for Cyberpunk uh, September. Yeah, so I got that mixed up. My bad, guys. Well, you know, if you're excited for them, that's good on you. Um, the only reason why Animal Crossing is not on my list... That's a good question. Why is, that? is because I don't think I'm in the mood for playing a game like that. That's the kind of game I have to be in the mood to play, like Stardew Valley. Um, I'll be watching it, though. I, I can't play those I'll, games. I'll definitely like watch some gameplay of it. Um, Do me turn. I'm pretty you, sure right? my sister can keep me up to it, because she's probably going to get she it, She won't be getting it until she's gone through all of Dragon Quest Builders 2 first. Oh, I didn't know that. She's okay. going to... She, she's like me. We like to play the games all the way through and then go to the next one. Oh, yeah. well, I'm pretty sure she'll still get it, though. Oh, yeah. She's still gonna get it. Like, um, but that's like... the. I mean, if I've... Like I said, that those kind of games are kind of... Have, have to be in the mood to play it. one of those games. Yeah, I get that. Uh, currently, I'm not in the mood for that. I'm currently in the hype of the Neo. Yeah, you, you occasionally will get into some hype. You will get um, sucked into some <laughs> Well, I'm just excited for those two games. You know, the first, their first games are great. Uh, They're good. I've also never played Animal Crossing, so hmm. probably have to. No, you don't have to play other Animal Crossings to play Animal Crossing. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was, okay. probably, I was just going to say probably watching gameplay of this. I do uh, have out. to say I appreciate the uh, the weird. Like community crossover between Doom Eternal fans and Animal Crossing fans. Oh uh, yeah. Oh like, yeah. The whole Isabel and thing, everything like that. Yeah. It's I cute. Think the, I think the, seen, the, like, the cutest one I've seen, I think, was the somebody made a video, uh, a little source filmmaker video, where he's like trying to, uh, where the Doom guy is like trying to get Isabella to shoot the shotgun, and she goes like flying off from the recoil. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is just when they were purchasing each other's games. Uh, oh, that, was cool too. that one's just simple uh, I, and cute. Mm-hmm. I actually saw this uh, like little uh, comic panels of like Isabel asking, "Do we have to kill all these demons?" And the demon who's like dying says, "I fed my my pet a vegetarian diet, and she's fucking loading a shotgun with malicious intent." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I yeah, I actually like it only because. It's one of the few times in gaming where it doesn't feel like people are trying to cut each other's throat over their mark of games. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like this would have been the kind of thing where 
oh my god, you're playing Animal Crossing and not Doom? Right. Are you like a yeah. little bitch or something? Right. It seems it's like not, it's not that at all. It's yeah, one it's, of the few. It's, it's weirdly wholesome. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the things that the gaming world kind of needs, and kind of something with our politics needs. But like yeah, you know, I was say we need to kind of need some some good like collaboration in general. Yeah. Also, I, mean, I better find a Doom toy in Animal Crossing. That would be neat. <laughs> and, and like you have a little Isabel toy in Doom, where he gets uh, it. He uh, like face, like face, uh, fist bumps. He fist bumps it. He fist bumps it. Um, yeah. And you and your character like. Finds a Doom guy in Isabel's like office or something. Like, yeah, oh, like a little, like a little Doom guy, like stand right there. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know if Nintendo will go through with that. Not because <laughs> they, not. not because they wouldn't want Doom in it, but necessarily. But Doom is a very violent game, so Nintendo doesn't like that. Um, so yeah, I feel like I need to plug a thing here that uh, I. Will... A trivia while we're talking about Doom for just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, did y'all hear the whole thing? You know, there was... Uh, James, you probably remember. When Doom came out, there was all that controversy around Doom because it was so violent. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's got this demonic imagery and it's, it's promoting devil work. Yeah. Um, I, I did not know that one of the main programmers on Doom was like a very devout Mormon. Huh. And he's <laughs> like... He's pretty much like... Uh, Honestly, I don't see why people think it's devil worship. I mean, you're killing demons. If anything, he's like, if anything's being worshipped here, it's this chainsaw that you use on the demons. <laughs> I mean, it's if anything, of, it's doing the Lord's work. It's kind of like when you have games where you kill Nazis. Yes. And people are like, I don't think you should yeah. have that those Nazis in there. I was like, well, they're not in the game for long. <laughs> they're not in the game so you can help them. You know, a god can't do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a line in Vinland Saga. Anyway, I was going to get back to my Vinland Saga. It's excellent. I was going to say, yeah, I. If you're talking about hype, though, Arnold, to piggyback off that, I'm not hyped for anything in March per se. I am curious to see how you play Neo 2. I'll probably be trying to see you play that. Um, I am curious about Animal Crossing. But nothing's caught my eye. I'm very content with my Switch right now. There's plenty of games I want to play on my Switch. Um, Xenoblade um, Chronicles is coming out soon. The, 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 not the remake. The, what's the other R word? Oh my goodness. I've forgotten. Remaster. Remaster. There you go. The remaster. Um, that one's coming out. And I would like to play that one, even though I know a lot about that game already. Um, but yeah, that's me, really. I got a lot of RPGs to replay and enjoy again. I get to play oh, with the little pirate girl. Huh? Uh, one game I should definitely I want to watch is... I've never played a Half-Life game. I'm going to just say it. Mm. I've played other Valve games, though, like Portal and Fortress 2. I've never played Half-Life, though. A lot of people say it's great. I am very curious on Half-Life Alex. I can't play it because I ain't got no VR set. But I will definitely be watching it. I'm about to enrage so many nerds right now. So, let me have this moment. I don't like any Valve games. Oh, man. Did you just pull a pro-Jared move? I... Hey, whoa. We don't. We can't invoke the name of Pro Jared anymore. <laughs> he has. He has tarnished many things. Um, yeah, we cannot invoke the Pro Jared. 
<laughs> um, but I was going to say I don't I don't like Valve games. I um really I don't, I don't I'm not into that overly physics bullshit. I've I've never been into the worship of anything for too much of something. If that makes sense, like to the degree that you think that is the only thing of value in life. If that makes sense, so like physics, you know how people, you know how people are like Tesla was the real genius. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, he was smart, but not smart enough to make money. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, man, it, that sounds pretty capitalist of you. <laughs> it, it is. And like, and this is maybe because I've been like, should I buy you that Donald Trump said of Monopoly? Don't you dare <laughs> insult me ever again that way. <laughs> um, I was going to say, the of this country, I would have stabbed you. <laughs> I am, um, I am, maybe I'm so jaded because I've been fucked over so much in my life, but like, I just don't, I don't like those games. I, uh, and hear me out. These games are good. These are well-designed games. I mean, you're um, the one who got me into the uh, portal. Yeah, no, because I can tell what a game a person will like, though. Like, I am able to look at a person, learn them, and then say, I know exactly what video games you'll enjoy. But at the same time, I can say, I would take that game and throw it out the window. Like, yeah, that, sounds like that sounds like profiling. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you, you, you mean getting to know a person over time and then knowing their interest is profile? Man, just because you got to know them over time doesn't mean you know what kind of games they fucking. <laughs> God damn! Can you randomly stop people and be like, "You look like you like you like shooter games"? No, no I, like, I don't do like that. <laughs> don't do that now. Um, but yeah, like you guys get what I mean, even though you guys are big. Yeah, um, but no, like I um. Yeah, I don't like Valve games. And I don't know why. Well, I, I, I enjoyed Portal for a second. Yeah. Like, Portal right. probably my favorite. I played TF2 a lot. A See, lot. I cannot play. Arnold has played TF2 <laughs> enough for Arnold's play some TF2. Lifetime. Oh, hell yeah, man. I'll play TF2 with you. <laughs> Arnold, do you want to say how many hours you've put into TF2? I'm going to say this proudly. I have over 3,000 hours on TF2. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you got so close to the mic. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> to be fair, though, okay, I now, now, you, I now spent... you're making me cute. So I got to look up what my... Uh, anyway, like, I'm pretty sure continue. at least a thousand of that is I did do the idle grind where I just left the computer on. <laughs> It still counts. You still. I don't it. think it counts. I didn't it. play it during those times. Fine, we'll lowball it. Two thousand hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not on Arnold's level. No one. Well, there's but probably someone. Over, I do have. I mean, over there probably is now since Jesus. there's a fucking competitive aspect to it. Well, the whole game was a competitive aspect. No, they've added an actual like rank now. Oh, so now you can have ranked TF. Jesus. Yeah, it's really I don't. Know. Are there special hats for rank? Oh my god! <laughs> Not probably. You know what? The I don't hat know, economy. I was around when that started up. I was like, what? I mean, is hold, gonna... on, hold on. Let me just tell you right now. Apparently, the, the economy is terrible after they they apparently did something, and the TF2 economy is now like garbage. They ruined the TF2. Kind that of being said, I'm pretty sure you can still buy that $500 soldier hat that has space, like, comets going around you for $500. Lordy. But okay, hold on. I'm going to jump to Dustin and let him get into his gaming and end our watching or reading of things with um, us. Slowly as ever, working on Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem! Um, I'm really. I am really in the mood to play a fighter again, but I'm realizing 
James and I were saying earlier um, before the podcast that um, I really want more crossplay mm-hmm. in fighting games where I can play people on PlayStation with my PC because I have a friend who I don't know if he's listening if he's, if he's been listening to the podcast or not. I used to listen to a previous podcast that you did, James. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Um, but in any case, he, he plays everything on the PlayStation, and so I'm like, man, I want... Because it's just not the same for me to play random internet people as it is to play people I know. I can completely understand that. I, however... Yeah. I have slowly gotten out of... And I was talking like Dustin was saying. We have mentioned this before. I have slowly gotten out of playing fighters. I don't enjoy them like I used to because I don't have as many friends to play it with, and... It is a it is a co op it's a couch game. It's not fighters to me are not that fun online for the most part. Um, I just have never enjoyed that. Um, and also, but the bigger reason I don't like fighters now is because you pay sixty dollars to get the game new, and then you have to download the characters. And like, fine, if the companies want a nickel and dime you, fair enough. But I am not about to pay sixty dollars. And then pay another $20 for a fighting game where I, um, like, will only play it for maybe a year or two. Because I've never been one to become hyper-competitive about a fighting game. Um, and my favorite fighters aren't even the overly popular ones. Like, I know Tekken is kind of popular, but, like, Mm -hmm. it's no Street Fighter. I like, I like 3D fighters and, um... Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, Tekken, stuff like that, and Virtual Fighter, like, and the 2D fighters I like are very niche ones. I like the overly anime ones. Did um, you play Killer Instinct? Yeah, I played Killer Instinct. I played all the fighters. I was huge in fighting more games. recent Killer Instinct. Um, no, because that was available only on Xbox for a while, no, yeah, right? It's on. It's on PC now. Yeah, it's on yeah, PC it now. On... But like, I, I don't, I don't care for them. And as far as the crossplay goes, and is that again. I agree completely with Dustin here, and this for a lot of games. Shooters, um, MMOs. Now, Final Fantasy XIV, once again, allows for that. You can play with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so Fantasy me, Star probably will do that, too. Fantasy Star will, too, because it will be available um, on all platforms for free. Um, so that will probably be the MMO I play until I can gouge enough money to be able to have Final Fantasy XIV. And I've heard very good things about Fantasy Star Online. I've heard that it's it's equal to Final Fantasy XIV's in quality. It's just free, mm-hmm. and so so like and I'm and hopefully if it comes onto multiple platforms, I can play it with other people, you know, that I know until I can probably play like with my friends here on fourteen and stuff. You hear that, Sony? Yeah, you get on that fucking bandwagon. So and and that's the thing. That's also what we were talking about. Me and Dustin were talking about how Sony is. Keeping a lot of companies from having that combination of like multiple platforms, but a bigger issue is that over time you're gonna want people are gonna want that for more things, you know, and yeah. then it's gonna get to the point where people are kind of like, well, why can't we have Smash on other systems? And like, I get why you can't have Smash on other systems. Like, that's Nintendo's big money maker, and while I don't think. I think cross-platforming should exist to a degree. I understand why companies keep some of their things. Like, just because we gamers are begging for everything which way and that doesn't mean... You're, like, I'm I'm going to make it in life 
if Persona 5 never comes to the Switch? I will be very sad if it doesn't, Atlas. But please, make it happen. But, like, you know, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to, like, die. Dustin, I want you to want that same wish so it never happens. <laughs> but, um... but no, that curse, buddy. I, I completely understand what Dustin is looking for. Um, but I have fallen out of love with fighters because they're not... They're not fun anymore. You have to buy them early so you can play with people before they learn every trick in the book. And then you have to buy... You have to relearn everything when... uh, A new character comes out. I remember Mm -hmm. my brother played the Mortal Kombat... Not the 11. um, Mortal Kombat 9 or something. And all he did was this teleport combo. You know what's really funny? Yeah, you know what's funny about your brother? He's really bad at fighters, but he's really good at learning the special moves. He he like he can't fight like as a kid, but he and I've noticed this because he's killed me in Street Fighter multiple times just with special moves alone because he doesn't he's a move spammer. Yeah, he can't he can't do the combat portion of it, but he can spam a move like and and that's fine. That's nothing against him, but like um, I don't. Yeah, I don't like fighters. The last fighter I truly cared about was Dragon Ball Fighters, and that's about it. Like, yeah. The one I really play right now is... Which one? Smash. Smash is an excellent game that I just need to get into. I have it. It was a Christmas gift. Like... That game is like the definition of a couch game. Yes. It's not fun because Scream Alone. It's yeah. like definitely thanks to Nintendo's like online. I'm saying this sarcastically, by the way. Uh, amazing online. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> to play with people across the world. Amazing netcode. I don't like when you play Man. with a friend. Oh, go ahead, Dustin. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say you can't play free for all with a friend online. Hmm. I don't like that. No, that's not good. I actually did not know that. Yeah, you have to do teams. I was going to say, a while weird. back I missed news that uh, Capcom had patched the netcode for Street Fighter Five, and in doing so made a patch not work anymore that people had, like a mod people had done, that oh, made no. it. So basically they, they re-broke it and said, you can't, you can't fix it anymore. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Capcom, every step forward, you take a big old token <laughs> back. Um, yeah. No nah, man, they drank some of that uh, Bethesda juice. They're like, "Oh yeah. man, modding, fuck that shit." <laughs> you combined the incorrect that's herbs. A, that's that's some it money, been right? Fine there. if they had fixed it and made it like, "Oh, you don't need this anymore." We fixed, it. but apparently that was not the case. Tisk, they may have thought it did that, but it was anyway. Um, but speaking of fighting games, uh, I'm interested in Grand Blue Fantasy now because I keep seeing content from it, and I was kind of interested in to begin with because I like every Arxis game. Um, oh, I knew you were gonna. You were gonna want but that. But now one. I'm like watching. I'm like, man. And apparently, it's very accessible too. I should note. So even their games are fighting always, game, uh, especially apparently even compared to some of their other types. Yeah. Uh, that if you're not a big fighter person, it's pretty easy to pick up. Now it's, I won't say that you'll do well against you know like the the wannabe like Daigos out there who are, you know, masters of zoning and. Uh, Basically, season, all all that. Basically, but, if you don't play it in the first week, you're not gonna have fun. 
that's how fighters work. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. Also, much they're much. Arxis has gotten much better. I should note on releases for the PC. They for mm-hmm. a long time they were really bad at like you would get a game on the on PlayStation and maybe Xbox in like let's say March, and then you wouldn't see a PC version until like November later that's actually fighting games in general because again this comes back to where the playstation had the bigger market on the quote-unquote average player so like you weren't gonna get your big fighting games on the xbox or anything else and also because they were japanese yeah and for a long time japan was like people play computer games it was they're like at least as an industry. Yeah, yeah, and as the gaming industry, your games are going to be released where you're making the most bang for your buck. That's why you mm-hmm. got okay. So when you thought the PlayStation for the longest time, you thought JRPGs, you thought games. hardcore games and fighting games, and that was where you got them from. So yeah, I'm not surprised at that at all. Um, yeah, it's um, this time though doing much better. Yeah. So Grand Blue came out this week on playstation and it comes out next week on pc nice nice hopefully it'll come out on switch maybe no but okay then um, also i've been oh, watching sorry. fate stay night we mentioned that earlier but i watched yes, all of that in the last two weeks i think so did you see what happened to lancer yes uh, actually lancer i really uh, you asked me last week i think who, who i liked from that series and lancer like it was already kind of there and then when he showed up again he he wrote quickly in my ranks Lancer is my favorite Lancer is awesome <laughs> Saber is still my favorite and, and Reen probably but Saber okay then so, so, so. I now, actually want to bring up one more PlayStation I'm going sorry, to I'm... murder everyone what are you going to say Arnold uh, a game I'm really uh, like we said before Alien Isolation pretty good alien game um for those who don't know, like Alien and Predator are like close to um, are like pretty cool things. There's <laughs> pretty cool Predator... things. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I can't. I the recent Predator movie apparently was really bad. Well, um, yes. But, okay, go ahead. Where the original from? Predator movie was amazing. It what was, was amazing. <laughs> All that testosterone. I'm a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> go ahead. Um, <laughs> It's apparently supposed to be a Predator game coming out, uh-huh. and like the way it looks and or with the way it's been like descriptions of it reminds me of Evolve, where you're playing either the Predator uh-huh. or a squad of people. That'd be that cool. Actually, and makes like, a very good concept for that. And they've but, there have been enough games that have come out that have improved on that. Sorry. Yeah, like that. Evolve. Even though I loved it, it fucking flopped. Uh, I'm wondering how this is going to turn out. It may be well because we've had the horror games that do something like that. And then we had Evolve. Mm. So there's kind of like a combination of the two. Yeah. And asymmetrical games are always... Asymmetrical and multiplayer games are always kind of a neat concept to me. Because it does make for a very... A potentially really fun multiplayer experience. When you got one person who plays one way and then the other team plays a different way. The key is making sure that your predator has a lot of get out of jail cards and mm-hmm. a lot of kills because I think the point of having the humans is that they have more access to different weapons and they have numbers. Yes. So mm-hmm. like that's and, the key. And, yeah, they gotta you gotta make it so teamwork is an actual thing 
Otherwise, you get murdered. Because you, otherwise, I've found with those kind of games, you just get, you just, people get really cheesy really quick. Right. You got to make it so that teamwork is key for the humans, but the predator is just strong enough that he could kill them all if he wanted. Mm-hmm. Is that the humans have to figure out a way to kill him, and the predator has to figure out how not to expose himself too much. Yes. Um, but yeah. Oh, yes. But yeah sorry okay. about that. No, you're fine. Me. So we're going to get into our topic for today. I am going into a place that everyone has experienced, everyone has cast some connection to. This is like the system that everyone knows, everyone remembers, everyone has a draw point on. It is what Sony is constantly trying to recreate. It it, it really is, as they keep trying to remake this system. This <clears throat> is, to me... Second best, if not the best system, um, it's the PlayStation 2. That is our topic for today. The system, the juggernaut, the the icon of Sony, in my personal opinion. I do not think any PlayStation before or after will ever reach the PS2's dominance and contribution to gaming. I do not think... The PS4 or even the PS5 will do it. Um, it is, it is, in my opinion, what puts Sony on the map. I think the PlayStation definitely gave them that leg up, but I think the PS2 is what made them like. This is this is a company. This is a system that you have to watch out for, and I believe that its influence on gaming was so strong that we are just now seeing changes in it. Like, it is why, like, changes from it. It's why Sony does not play nice with everyone else. Because the PS2 was so good that they were like, we don't have to do shit. Yeah, we just do our own thing. The, just gotta deal with it. the PS2 was so good, everyone, it made the PS3 suck ass. Like, that's the reason the PS3 was not a good system. It was, they got complacent um, because the PS2 was so good. So we're going to go a little bit down memory lane. Um, The PS2 is 20 years old. Um, Not today. It turned 20 on March 4th. Um, This week. mm -hmm. So it is an old system now. I actually still have a PS2. And I still have some of my PS2 games. No, you don't. It's at my house. Uh, oh, you... Fuck. <laughs> well, now I know where it's at. <laughs> Come get my PS2. No, I don't need it. I ain't playing it. Uh, but For the, now. By for the now. end of this episode. Like, oh, hold up. Now that we're done talking. I need to get on these games. Like, I don't know I'm on my way. Um, so, <laughs> about the PS2. 
I am going to start off not with any of my questions yet or anything like that. I'm just going to just flat out say the PS2 was my greatest video gaming time. Period. I cannot think of a single system or a time in my life where I played another game console where I had more games I was excited to play, more memories from playing a game, a game system where I had so many games and opportunities and memories from it um, for multitudes of my life. So the PlayStation 2 came out in 2000. I was 11 years old when it came out. I did not get the system when it first came out. Um, but I can say for certain that it had been in my brain from the first time it was released, and I read it in magazines, up until the day I stopped playing it. And I have played so many games on the PS2 that have formed me as a gamer. Um, it is a genius system. And... I think it was the last time in video games where I completely played a game because I wanted to play the game. Um, because it's the same, the same time period between the GameCube and the Xbox. So, you know, I still played things I wanted to on Xbox too. But after that, when the PS3 and stuff happened, when the internet became its social media landmark and like video gaming became more cynical than it already was mm -hmm. this was when i saw a game at a GameStop, or eb games or walmart or something target whatever um toys r us at times and i i wanted that game i would try to get it and it was because i wanted to get it it wasn't because anyone was overhyping it for me it wasn't because everyone was playing it and i still didn't do that for every single game but the PS2 was the last time James, as you know him, was the pure gamer. He wasn't cynical. He wasn't jaded. You are the kid who's like, man, I just saw this new game. Could be amazing. Yes. I was hopeful. And I had reason to be. Because people were still making games to make it solid. So people were making games to make games. to make games, right? Um, and that's why you get all these great games from GameCube and Xbox and PlayStation Two because that was a time period where they were all three still trying to compete with each other, and you got great games on each console. So I, because I had that long spiel, I'm going to let you guys start off with this first question, and then I'll go after you two. But okay. my first question for you guys, as far as the PS2 is concerned, like, what was your first experience with the PS2? And, like, when did you, like, first acquire it? We know a little bit about Arnold's disillusion scenario. But what? <laughs> let's, let's we're talking, what, when we're talking about the Xbox, definitely not the PS2. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. So... Just let's go through your experience. And for me and Dustin, it'll be more like, when did you get it? Because Arnold was still a babe at that time. Um, Dustin, I'll let you go. Um, so my first experience, because I'm going to go extra far back. 
So my first experience with the PlayStation 2 was that I had a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. My I, I jumped around from consoles at NES, then SNES, and then a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, remember the first, the first experience with the PlayStation 2 being that it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. Yeah, yeah, I think it retailed at $300. Yeah. yeah, and that it was also um, you you know how Nintendo had shortages on everything for a while. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first shortage that I recall in video gaming was the PlayStation Two. Yes, um, and in fact, I remember a, a fundraiser on the radio station that we listen like to listen, where um, they were selling a PlayStation Two as an auction, like a charity auction, mm-hmm. and I think it went for over six hundred dollars. It was so hard to get at that time. Um, That's a pretty so, good charity, yeah. though. Yeah, pretty good it was good to the charity. Um, but uh, I got mine um, when I was that age. Most of the time with consoles, with the exceptions of the DS and the, which is later, and the Game Boy Advance, which I bought uh, myself. Um, the PlayStation. I usually got consoles at Christmas, and so I remember yeah. getting the Xbox. Yeah, not the Xbox. Sorry, I was thinking about the Xbox again because we're going to talk about the Xbox. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the PlayStation Two in its in its dark blue box with the big PS2 logo uh-huh. for Christmas when I was in late middle school, maybe freshman in high school, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, the first games I remember playing for it was of all things are really not going to drink. Oh, hold on! You broke up bad. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said one of the first games I remember playing for it was a very, uh, really a honestly not that great Gundam game called Journey to Jibro, but it was not. Um, there were some good Gundam games to play. Safe. It was no that Zone one. of Enders, <laughs> but that one was uh, that one was not very good, and no. it was. But at the time, didn't matter. I played a lot anyway. It was a Gundam game. PlayStation Two is cool. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bad games I played for the PlayStation Two. A lot yeah, of bad games yeah. I played for the PlayStation One too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Arnold, I know for you it's topsy-turvy. So instead of going like, what was the first time you got one or something? Like, what was your first experience with the PS2? So, my first... So, to preface before this, I was... um, I played the N64. So, Mm -hmm. imagine uh, little old me playing Nintendo games on that weird-ass pizza controller that were not made for human hands. Your uh, average weak human hands, you say. I was master of the N64 controller. I said, not made for human hands. <laughs> in the saying you have inhuman hands. You have inhuman hands. When I first played the PlayStation uh, 2, I actually believe that was the first... My first game on it was a skating game. Yeah, that would uh, make at, sense. Um, yeah, at the there time... Was a lot, there were quite a few of those. Tony Hawk? Uh, I, I think it was like Tony Hawk Underground. Mm. Oh my god, you're so young! Tony Hunt Underground <laughs> was my jam. That was the time when I was actually skateboarding. I think. I think that was that might have been the time. Probably. I actually might have been Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. No, I think it was Underground. Was that, underground? Was, that was when most of you kiddos had gotten older. No, I think that's when my brother things. first started skateboarding, and then I followed him after a while. Yeah, you but, followed um, him like a year or so. But, but yeah. like that was the first time I'd like, man, there are other games and not just like i don't mean just like just the like other game i mean like i went from like a photography game to um to from like pokemon stadium 
to a wow a sports game i remember uh playing psychonauts like that was like an amazing story based game going from that um i did i play jack and daxter i don't think i did you did i might have missed i think i missed that one <laughs> um uh from that i played fucking middle gear solid three I say that, but I had to do it at night. My brother would let me play it. Uh, yeah, he was in a stingy stage then. Uh, <laughs> and like, the PlayStation Two for me was like my the gates open to wow. There are even better or genres. Not saying that then sixty four is bad. Just like there's just even more genres of games I've never played. The and, variety on the PS Two is huge. And like. Not just that, the fucking controller was not a abomination. <laughs> PS2 control. Mm-hmm. Did did the PS2 rum- controller rumble? Yeah, rumble it was introduced rumble, yeah. on the PlayStation. Um, yeah, with the uh, with the DualShock. Yeah. Um, the was it? Uh, didn't the N64 have a rumble pack? Yes, but the original, like, yeah, you had to buy it. The original controller that came with vibration was the original DualShock for the PlayStation. And like, like feedback from crashing and tony hawk i'm like oh man i messed up because and actual because um while some games n64 did save on the actual cartridge games like um shit what's that game what's that four-player game that me and brand played gauntlet 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 did not save unless you had a save pack yeah and like we did not have one but when we had the ps2 we had a save card. For those who don't know, who are too fucking young, you had to buy your own save cards. They were also called memory cards. I don't know where this save card is coming from. Oh, shit, you're right. It's a memory card. Save card uh, sounds like a discount thing that you use in order to get a deal <laughs> on a game. Uh, memory cards. <laughs> fucking things were like 8 megabytes, weren't they? Yeah. They yeah. Were like something like that. The original were, I'm not even sure, they were 16 megabytes. That's what they were. Yeah. Because um, game files were like eight kilobytes or whatever. Back when games would just load up as soon as you put it in. Uh, but like I, I could now actually go further in a game. Like this was like a revelation to me, in my opinion. And in all honesty, when I first played the PS2. Yeah. Okay. For me, my start with the PS2 is multifold. So. We could not really afford too many systems for the longest time. They would come and go. Um, a lot of my systems were hand-me-downs or we had a good year and that would be like, oh, it's time to get a system. So my first system, like you guys all heard, was a Sega, which was really cheap um, at the time. Um, in comparison to the Nintendo systems, my cousins who had a little bit more money, they had the, in, the Nintendo system, so I would go over there and play them. Um, I played Game Boys with my friends or my cousins will let me play their Game Boys when they were out. Um, and I actually got my first system was the PlayStation. Um, that was short lived within the year that I had a PlayStation. My brother's friend, my little brother's friend at the time, we were all in my room. We were playing the game and someone took the controller, took the game out and something had happened. He had either got angry or someone told him that we were going to play this game. And he had some, something happened. But this child stepped into the open case of my PlayStation. Um, dis- oh. Disrupting the, um, the spinning um, component and damaging the lens. 
Um, and at the time, I didn't know that was exactly what happened. We just knew that the spinny part didn't work. And so my system was, and it, it was back in the day. There wasn't like somewhere you could just go to repair it. And I didn't know anything about like calling up for warranty and stuff like that. So, cause I was a kid and so devastated, couldn't play half my games. And, um, I actually had to use, my dad figured out that if we took foil and we put it on the spinning part, it would make a makeshift spinning part that would hold the disc in. But there was an off chance that the game wouldn't work. So my entire video gaming life for about a year and a half after that was playing all my PlayStation games and hoping they worked. So, and, and then the games I did play were disrupted. You laugh, but it was actually emotionally straining because I would, I would play games like Mega Man Legends and stuff like that. So, um, then going on from that, so eventually my parents felt bad enough and the N64 was on sale at the time. I got an N64, so I played the N64, played that for years, enjoyed it. Well, I only asked for the N64 because I wanted to be cooler than all of my other friends because they all had cool systems. But then I kept playing the N64 and I kept kind of bad because this was at the time where boys had to be cool and badass. So the PlayStation had come out, right? The PlayStation 2 had come out. Mm -hmm. um, clearly wasn't going to get it the year it came out. Um, so they waited a year or so. And the conditions were, you can get this system as long as you make good grades, you earn half of the money for the system um, through your chores and cutting grass and stuff, and you share it with your little brother. That last part was the hard part, actually. I was like, I want this system for me. Like, he don't know nothing about no games. And so... <laughs> you should have said, what if his friend comes back? They didn't care. They did not care. So, um, it was, it was, that was the condition. So, I say that all year, Right. So right before my parents went to go get the game, I told them exactly what I took a picture and I printed it out on one of our first printers through the internets. That took forever. And I was like, this is what it looks like. This is, this, yes, this is this is what this is what the PlayStation 2 looks like. You old people. Do not get me anything else. Do not ruin this for me, people. I was like, this is the PS2. And here's the game I want. I print out a picture of Final Fantasy X, you know, when it was coming out. So I was like, this is the game that I want to play first. Um, um, I was 12 or 13, I think. And I was like, here is the game. Please get this game with this system. They're like, do you want anything else? I was like, no. Just Final Fantasy X and this. You can buy me socks because I know you losers are going to give me clothes. Um, so, I like, so I was like, here you go. So, Christmas Day, my mom and dad proudly walk up to me and hand me a small package with um, Christmas wrapping around it. I said, oh, this is a PS2 game. I know what this is. So I unwrap it, and it's Final Fantasy X. Hot diggity damn dog. I'm excited. <laughs> so then I say... What am I going to play it on? And they say, oh, don't worry. Can't you play it on your PlayStation? And I go, excuse me? <laughs> and I go, uh, I can't 
play this on the PlayStation. They say, oh, okay, so you mean you could play it on your N64. Now I'm about to burn the house down. So I'm like, I'm like the N64 is cartridge-based. So, however, and here's a little token to give you guys a cultural login here. In a black family, at least in mine, you don't raise your voice and you don't yell back or else your ass is grass. So I sit there, dutiful son, quiet as ever, going, okay, thank you, mother and father, swearing some epitus level murder in my brain. <laughs> so I'm sitting here going, well, I guess this is my life. This 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 was just the powers that be alerting me to realize how my thirties would be. Um, I was like, I was just like, okay, well, you know, your parents tried, and I literally told myself this that day. I said, today is Christmas. Your parents worked hard to get you this game, even though they're complete dumbasses with video games. They bought you this. Cherish it forever. So I thought in my brain how I'm going to sound cool to my friends the next time I see them and say I have a PlayStation game, PlayStation 2 game without the PS2. All Christmas, I'm fighting back tears and disappointment. I go to family dinner. I'm sitting here like whatever. My sister and my brothers are happy, whatever. I'm in my room. I'm like, well, I guess I'll read a book. My dad comes to the door and he says, why were you so quiet this Christmas, son? say, well, it's just you didn't get the right system, Dad. And he says, oh, this? And he takes out (laughs) a PlayStation 2 from behind him at my door. All aspiring parents out there, never do this. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's a form of child abuse. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure. But whatever. The thing is, though, you're telling me this now and what? I'm like, I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, if as an adult, you're like, ha ha ha, he he he, funny. But it's not. As a kid, <laughs> you're like, eh. it's devastating. Like, particularly in my family, where like last, I don't know how other people's families are, but I've seen different like families out in the world and everything and like that. And like, you may have families where the kids can protest. You couldn't protest in my house, and so like, um. I was just there, you know, upset. And so he bought us out. And I was like, well, fuck me sideways. Give me that box. I'm sure you didn't actually say that. because I didn't. I didn't even know how to say fuck, really. I just like, I I was like, good golly whiz, dad. Give me that box. And so I took it. And I, you know, I thanked him, but I wasn't as enthusiastic at this point. So I'm like, like, really? I thought you'd be like hyped, like hell yeah, I got the console. No, I was. My soul was already crushed. Right, like yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't be happy if you were teasing me. That's not funny. So I take, take the box, and I rip it open, unceremoniously. Now I take my time, actually. I opened the box. Open that box. Meticulously opened it. I pull set the little it tab. Pull the little tab out so you can open the. Uh huh. I opened it. I remember that box. I cut it on. Box is somewhere, I think. <laughs> I cut it on, and I heard all the stuff. It was completely different from the PS2, and this one was working. Um, and so <laughs> you didn't have to use any aluminum. Exactly, and then I put in Final Fantasy X, and I ingredient to. Rah, rah, 
da 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 We get all the song for Final Fantasy X's, like, Blitzball opening. But it was amazing. Um, played that game for, like, three hours that night. But, yeah, that was my first introduction to actually physically holding the PS2 as my own. I had played it in different stores um, and stuff like that prior to it. But that was my first experience with it. And that was actually the first time I was able to play all my PS2 games without worrying about them crashing. No, PlayStation 1. No, yeah, sorry, my PlayStation 1 games. Yeah, yeah, And Backwards compatibility. Yeah, back when it was just assumed that it would happen. Um, but, yeah, like, it was... Did you read that on the box that it said backwards compatibility? No. Or like, oh, I, man, let me just I, stick my old game in there. Yeah, I just assumed that since it read disc, this one would read disc. So I was just <laughs> like... It's a Sony machine that reads disc. I was like, here you go, click, click, boom. And so I was playing all of them. Um, and that became... Like, how I played my PlayStation PlayStation 2 games for a long time. And I played PlayStation games prior to that. But it was just more of a headache. Um, and I was always playing on edge. Literally. It was like a moment of dread whenever a new scene loaded. Um, Is this going to be the scene that kills the disc? Yeah. And so... And I didn't have um, a memory card for my PlayStation. Yeah. So, um, had to play it in that way. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first introduction. So... This is where we get into some fun. I want to ask you guys, what were some big moments for you in the PS2? Like, just any moment. Don't necessarily get into your favorite games yet. That's coming, trust me. Um, But, like, some big moments. And if you guys want, I can go first. But if you guys want, got one that's already there, like, some big fun moments for you in the PS2. I I got a big fun. Go ahead, Arnold. And Tony Hawk. Of Pro course. Three. <laughs> uh, for those who, uh, because there's not really any skateboarding games anymore except for Session, but I don't even know when that camp's coming out. Um, uh, the skate, all Tony Hawk skateboarding games had like combos, like you had to press the button, like the X, the, the, the triangle, the square, and move the analog stick in the proper order to pull off a good move. And one of the hardest moves in the game was the dark slide. Where your character would grind, but not with the wheels pointing down. You're grinding with the with your top board on the rails. So your wheels were right next to your feet. Oh, yeah, I know that And one. it was one of the hardest moves to pull off. And as a kid, I'm like, man, I can never do this. My brother was able to do it like two times. How can I even do it? And I fucking pulled off that dark slide, man. I was on fucking fire. Those points were racking up, and I landed. I landed that move because you can you can you can do the move, but if you mess up, uh, you cannot like you could actually like after you get off the rails if there's no like ramp, you can actually like bail, like you'd fail the end of it. Oh, I yeah, just yeah. took that landing. It was perfect. Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's like, man, I'm great. <laughs> that was little Arnold right there. Okay. Um, that fucking dark slide, my dude. A little bit different from what I have coming up. Dustin, would you like to go or would you like me to go? Um, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, my One of my... It wasn't even a big moment. This was just a fucking thing I did. 
I used to play with um, one of my friends, Justin, um, I, one of my best friends, and I'm still friends with him now. He listens to the podcast occasionally, but not too long because he has a short attention span. Um, <laughs> um, that was uh, like a call out. Wow. It was a call out. If he I ever, shit over it, there. you know what? He won't know because he never gets this far into the episodes. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, nah, Justin's cool. So I, wish I had a friend like you. <laughs> <laughs> we were more brutal when we were younger. Um, we would play. Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3 on the PS2. Good choice. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Two things would happen that we would... And I wrecked two controllers for this. Not out of anger. And this is where, this is where the fun part was. When you would load up a match, the, green, the screen was completely green. And a little Saba Man would load up out of the grass. For people who don't know what a Saba Man is in Dragon Ball, if you throw a pea into the ground... Little green man come up. Just kidding. Saba man were these little creatures that the Saiyans would plant to beat up weaker creatures. Um, they were like little green, nasty looking things that could shoot acid out their heads. And, and explode as Yamcha And explode. Um, they killed a very weak character that way. And so they would load up on the screen to indicate when your game was going. However, this is another great thing about game back in the day. No one told you this, but if you rotated the joysticks on your controllers, more Saba Man would grow. So the faster you did it, the more they would grow. So I remember this. whenever it happened, we would take it and slap the controller in your open hand, take your dominant hand, and spam roll. Like you would be jamming into your controller to rotate until like it was about to blow off. And so we would do that to try to get like a thousand Saba Man on screen. Um, and the other thing, this mechanic also worked for when in the video game you could do what was called dual blasting. So if you got a Kamehameha and a garlic gun shooting at each other, you could spin them to push the other aside more. And we would always, his favorite character was Vegeta. So I would always choose Goku. And we would recreate the scene from the manga. <laughs> And he would shoot, shoot up in the air, and I would shoot the Kamehameha, and we would just sit there going, like, for like a solid minute. Until um, you are having a blister on your hand. Until you had a hand. blister on your goddamn hand. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one thing that I did that I always remember to this day um, with the PS2. But Dustin, go ahead. What's the one for you? Um, for me, I Actually, I played the PS2 a lot. When I was in high school, I was not very sociable. I moved to a new school um, after I'd been at the old school for like kindergarten through eighth grade, uh, which is a rough, rough time to move. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I played a lot of the PS2 before that. But I remember it probably the most when I was in undergrad because PlayStation 2 was still... It, it was a system that had a long life. Yes. And it was still the big system. And we... Um, I remember us hauling around a PlayStation 2 at different points when I was in undergrad for... Um, and and as we, this, this, this episode has had a lot of mentions of fighting games. But I played so many fighting games freshman and sophomore year. It was a good system. Of, of um, college, uh, we played... We played some GameCube games, but it was just basically Smash and, and Naruto Ninja Tyson. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But we play Guilty Gear Double X was the big one we played. Mm -hmm. Um, And some Street Fighter Mm -hmm. 3. Occasionally we roll out another game, but it was mostly those ones. But I remember playing them on just about everybody's uh, PlayStation at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Because everybody had a PS2. Everybody in my friend group had a PS2. Um, But yeah. Also, remember one time, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this in case he listens to the episode. Uh, a friend of mine getting a really, he was really, um, had some anger issues at the time. And I remember a controller getting thrown at one point. My goodness. I, yeah. I've never thrown one, but, um, but okay. Um, but uh, overall, of- positive experience. Very fun. Uh, another friend of mine had a modded PS2 that, would play uh which which he would play uh burned burned games on <laughs> i'm trying to think if i had another big like there's plenty of experiences i don't want to go through every single experience that i've had on the playstation 2 um but yeah like i will say that the ps2's life was so long because i remember getting it in middle school and i remember still playing it relevantly when I was like an undergrad mm-hmm. of college, yeah. like it was yeah. still a system that you played. I bought new games for it, or at least yeah. used games for, for it when I was in college. Yeah, I remember speaking of that last story, like going back to um, we had a local video game store, which is a rare thing now. But um, when we were in uh, undergrad, and I remember going to pick up a copy of Double X from. It or maybe our local blockbuster. Is it the the local video game store with the Bowser cat? Uh, could be. Okay. It was the one next to the the food line. In yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a cat there named Bowser. Mm-hmm. Um, just so Especially you guys haven't figured out, me and Dustin went to the same college. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. But yeah, they had an arcade in the back. Um, it's also where I met my best friend Sarah. But um, yeah, like it, um, they had an arcade in the back. I used to play um, a lot of Metal Slug on yes. that one because they had a Neo Geo machine. Um, but I was going yeah. to say, oh, yeah, best best move, no, best move, best groove, groove. Yeah, the bubble game. Yeah. Um, I remember playing that game one time and just uh, never mind. This is a tangent. One time. <laughs> Um, and getting bored with it because I was doing so well at it and finally being like, I don't want to finish up. (laughs) (laughs) But I I was going to say that, yeah, I won't get into another set of like memorable parts because there's a lot. I think this is the part where this is where we're kind of going to go a little nuts here, everybody. But everyone, I'm sure, will enjoy this part and I'm sure everyone will have their, their personal ones and I want everyone to save them, you know, and send it to us. Let us know. Yeah. But I was wanting to know a list. what's some games you guys loved. I So when I was making my list of video games that I loved for the PS2, I actually had to stop. Because you had too many. <laughs> because I had too many games. Final Fantasy X on there? Of course. So in um, not in any particular order, but I was just going down things. These are my favorite video games Um there were on the PS2 and possibly some of my favorite video games of all time. Um, Resident Evil 4. And this was originally on the GameCube, but was ported over to, um, to the PS2. Resident Evil 4. 
Shadow of Colossus, the original one, Final Fantasy X, Dragon Quest VIII. Um, I'm really into the Dragon Quest video games, if people don't know, but Dragon Quest VIII was really the one that pushed it for me because I couldn't mm-hmm. afford a lot of Nintendo systems. So right. like, this was the one big one. So Dragon Quest VIII, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto video games now, but Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was really, really good. Um, I could relate to a lot of the lifestyles and things that were happening yeah, around that part. I was going to actually ask if, if that one was, if that was, if was, was any little, sort of part of, had some uh, connection. More, yeah. yeah, like cultural connection and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the story of Seton, like, I've never lived a life like CJ. His life was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I was but like, thinking, I don't think James just lived that rough of life. Not but. that rough of life. Um, rough, but not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was. I knew people who were CJ. I had cousins that were like CJ, and I've been and lived in areas like CJ's before. So, like, um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was great. It was also the first time I actually could appreciate Samuel L. Jackson, like, (laughs) in something, because he was the voice of the corrupt um, cop in there. Um, Final Fantasy... Weirdly fitting role. Like, he just seems yeah. like he would do that part. He, it's been a long time, but it seems like that part's just... Yeah. He does it really well. Um, Final Fantasy twelve, one of my favorite Final Fantasies, and I just, like I said earlier in the game today, I played that game when it first came out, and because no one... I didn't like the hype of things. I loved it. And yeah, nobody, nobody really talked to... I, I say that. They were, I knew some people. The people who played it actually loved it, but people didn't hype it as yeah, people didn't hype it. And actually, the funny thing about it is that I can remember vividly walking into my college dorm to play it when I did. Because I think I got it maybe... I think I got it when it came out, but I don't think I fully finished it or anything like that until I had already gone to college. Um, Tekken 5. Um, I was a master of Tekken 5. I love Tekken games. I could play every single character just as well as any other character in the game. So I was good at everything. I could. I called it the soccer kick. So my favorite character was Huarang, and the Korean Taekwondo um, martial arts because I was. Mm-hmm. I also had taken Taekwondo for years at that point, and so I really, really liked him. And there is a point where it's his ultimate move, where he could take your character by the face, kick him up into the air a couple of stories, flip onto his back, <laughs> and spring kick backflip them across the stage. It was a very hard combo to pull off, and I had mastered it. Um, this is no surprise, Devil May Cry 3. Um, my favorite Devil May Cry game. Excellent, pure deliciousness. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Very good game. I love... My favorite Metal Gear game. Yes, I was going to say, I love 2, but if Raiden were in it, it would be my favorite. Um, <laughs> um, Shout-outs to my friend Sarah for this one, Okami. She introduced me into getting that one. I had already been curious about that one, but playing it, Okami is an excellent game in Japanese mythology from a different take. It was made by Clover Studios, um, and it's one of their best, if not their best game that they made. Um, hold up, everybody. There's going to be a loud noise in a second. Sorry, everybody. That's called now a one chance got attacked by Blazer. No. <laughs> it just sounded like I said James got attacked by a burger. <laughs> by a mugger? A, a burger. burger. 
Oh, a burger. No. Okay, I missed it. There was a bug, and I wanted to kill it. Wow. Sorry, everybody. McDonald's bad for you. Um, but so yeah, there was Okami. Sorry about that. Some uh, weird part. Um, Kingdom Hearts the series. Um, Joseph, now you're slightly further away from the mic than you were. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, but Kingdom Hearts the series was a big one for me. Um, Tales of the Abyss. This was where I started my love for the Tales games. This was when my friend Sarah first introduced that game to me. It is my favorite game in the series. Um, Tales of the Abyss is excellent. It's beautiful. Um, Def Jam Fight for New York was one of that those. I've heard. That is a fighting game I've but I have heard it was actually surprisingly amazing. It was one of the better fighters on the goddamn PlayStation 2. Like yeah, it was an, I've heard. It was an amazing fighter, and fighters don't do anything unique like that anymore these days. Um, they just kind of do whatever and just, you know, make the crap. But mm-hmm. it is an excellent, 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 excellent um, fighting game. One of the most original fighting games I've played. The Jack and Daxter series. Ratchet and Clank series. Don't have to really give them much explanation. Those are really good platformers and gun shooting games. Um, one of my favorite games, Beyond Good and Evil. Um, not this new remake. And this was, and these were games, this was when Ubisoft was good. So Beyond Good and Evil is actually an Ubisoft game. And so is the Prince of Persia. I was really into the Prince of Persia series. Um, but yeah, those are just a few games. And that's my, that's my short list um, of the, video the, games. The list that has been condensed. Yeah, that's my condensed list. But yeah, you guys want to give your, your, time. your list of video games? I'll be listening. I'm going to look, look for this bug. Uh, oh, you want to go? Go send you. want me to go. Go ahead, Arnold. Um, I only, I think, I only have four. Uh, right, obviously, I keep bringing it up of how disappointed it is for EA for fucking it up. Battlefront Two. Yeah. One of my favorite PS2 games. Don't have it today because my brother threw that shit against the wall. Uh. It's the oh. first time I ever saw him rage quit. Yeah, the great raging of your brother was around that age. Uh, my <laughs> second favorite game would have to be Psychonauts. Excellent game. game. Phenomenal story. I played mine <laughs> on Xbox. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, a great collectathon, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say Donkey Kong Country has like an amazing collectathon. Nah. You mean Donkey Kong sixty four? Was it the uh, is it is that sixty four is the Country one with the biggest the, one? Entry was the SNES, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. I won. Uh, well, just because you have a lot doesn't mean it's good. Uh, yeah. Or Banjo Kazooie, right? Yeah. Psychonauts hit everything perfectly. Good story. There was not like good. wasted items that you did not need. Great comedy and voice acting. Your money was fucking arrowheads. What the fuck? That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Um, like I just, like I said, skate. I began skateboarding during all that time. So, Tony Hawk Pro, uh, Pro Skater Three, and Metal Gear Solid Three. Okay, yeah, that's a good list. I those are all on my top, pretty much. I think so too. 
I would say Spyro, but I honestly don't remember much of it. So Spyro was more of a PS PlayStation game, but it um I think it has something on the PS2 maybe. Also, uh, a good I guess honorable honorable mention because this was like a great cop game. Me and my brother played. Um, I think it was on PS2. It was a Ratchet and Clank game. Oh, but it was like Arena. Yes, that something. was that was mine actually. So I let you guys get it because I fucking hated that game. Um, really? Yeah, I hated that, and you guys loved it. I remember yeah. distinctively going like, "This game is trash." It was called Deathlock, I think. It might have been Deathlock. And yeah. like, you guys played the fuck out of that game, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with these?" Games? Oh, Ratchet, Dead. Lock, yeah. Yeah. Deadlock, there you go, yeah, yeah. But okay, good list, good list. Dust. You might tell me why you don't like it. Oh, um, the original Ratchet and Clank was a comical game that made fun of capitalism and the devaluing of human life and the valuing of money mm. in this really whimsical, self-aware, hilarious-style, chaotic video game. And none of that shit was in Deadlock. It became... It mm. was It was just... It was hardcore to be hardcore. It was back... It was back when they would take a famous mascot on the PlayStation and make them angry, basically. It was when Edgelords were starting to become truly powerful. Is that when we got Shadow the Hedgehog? Around that time, yeah. Yeah. It was when Prince of Persia went all edgy. Every game became edgy. Um, and to this day, the reverberations are still seen. Yeah, like, still I, I blame, I blame. That's also when we got Dirge of Cerberus in there. Yes, like, yep. Hey, you know yep. what? Final Fantasy VII was not edgy. It wasn't edgy enough. We're going to take the edgy character and make him more edgy. I blame Cloud. I blame Cloud. I blame everything on Cloud. Him and his big fucking sword. And his doofy hair. Yeah. Stupid haircut. Look like he don't know what to do with his jail. Anyway, um, <laughs> Dustin. How expensive okay. do you think his jail is? <laughs> Very. But not as much as Giles. It's a... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Dustin. not gel. That's fucking hair cream, dude. That's expensive uh, ass hair cream he got in there. <laughs> Dustin, so, go uh, ahead with your list. I want to drop some obscure games out here just for the sake of... I will say first... Um, Resident Evil 4 is amazing. I played that game so much. Good grief. I think I played that game like three different times to get all the crazy weapons and all the yep. bonus and everything else. Get the Chicago typewriter. I feel like I should say mafia suit. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason why I didn't pick that game is because I unfortunately did not play it during that time period. I oh. picked it up now, but uh, let's yeah. see. Um, like I didn't I, I played it a bit, but I never I never got far in that game. It's During that fun. time, I wasn't. I wasn't good. Like I wasn't. Like I don't understand the game. Yeah, that's fine. Plenty of games I'm replaying that I didn't fully pick up on. But go ahead, yeah. Dustin. Um, okay, so first of all, I have to mention briefly since James already mentioned it too, uh, the the Budokai series for Dragon Ball because that was the first one of the first times we got a a tie-in game for that series that was actually good. Yeah. Yeah, because before that we had had some really bad Dragon Ball games, and our, our games that didn't come out in the United States. All the three and that came out on the PlayStation were not good. Horrible. Um, but Budokai, Budokai was fun. Budokai was also different. Yes, 
it, it um, felt more like the anime. Yeah, it really did. And it had very cool cinematics. Um, anyway, uh, Killer7 was a very yep. interesting game. It was part of that same set James mentioned earlier that included Resident Evil 4 and also another game, which I'll mention in a second. Um, but it was a very weird game. Do you um, count that as obscure? Uh, I feel now with his famous... Like, yeah, because that's Suda, right? Yeah, it's Suda. Um, um, so it's, a, it's a strange game because it's a game about out a an old man who is an assassin mm-hmm. um but he has seven personalities and changes into the seven different assassins carry out mission i still have uh, my copy they all have different abilities yeah it's great um beautiful joe is the other game oh that's the one i meant to put back on my list yes go ahead beautiful joe is a, such a fun platformer because it had a lot of heart it had a very fun character designs it took a concept and made it work very well gameplay wise because he's a superhero he's like a sentai kind of power rangers style superhero but he's a mo- big movie buff and all his powers are like movie power it's like you zoom in to do more damage or rewind these big melodramatic shots uh-huh. um you fast forward yeah go, fast forward to go super fast slow in fact he like generates friction and like sets things on fire uh-huh. that way um yeah. and you rewind to get out of the way and sl- do slow motion and things like that to avoid attack it's a very fun game the second one was even actually even better I do you do you say that's obscure too uh, like, i know really. i know what you mean it's a, a game that um it was just part of that set that uh yeah part of that set with resident evil 4 that was originally supposed to be gamecube exclusives and then was not yeah it was one of those games that was a gamecube exclusive and then like they were so they were obscure then but they yes. hit this cult classic no, yeah, enough cult that they're classic. like People know about them, but uh, yes, that's also, an excellent one. I've also actually never heard of Beautiful Joe. You've never really? heard of Beautiful Joe? Okay, Arnold, yeah. we're gonna have to get you a copy. Whoa, boy! Actually, actually, wait until Wonderful One Hundred and One comes out because possibly it's only, to the Switch. I think I only know him because like that's a like Capcom versus yes, Marvel. he's in Marvel yeah, he's vs. Capcom. Capcom. Beautiful Joe is a must-play video game right next to Okami. Yes, so like. Actually, Okami was the other one in that. We mentioned everyone from that set, almost. Yeah, Okami was beautiful. Okami is good. Um, let's see. Um, so this is a weird one. Do you remember God Hand? Yeah, another Clover Studio game. Yeah, God Hand was a very weird game. Like we hadn't had beat 'em up in a long time, and then suddenly we got this weird 3D beat 'em up that was actually built on Resident Evil 4's engine. God um, Hand is. Another was obscure, <laughs> yeah. but is now big classic. Very wacky. I just vaguely remember it. It's um, but it was a fight. It was a. It was a. F- I remember it very well. with really weird combos and I, things like that. It was an atrocious hammy game where the main character was a bit of a. D- it was like take Dante and make him, him a little bit worse. Like yeah, turn him up like to two thousand, and that was God Hand and God Hand. Okay. God Hand is not maybe harder than Dark Souls games. Yes. God Hand is atrociously difficult to the degree that I don't think it's designed very well. Also, if you're out there and you have not you're not heard of God Hand, it'll look up the theme song on YouTube. Yeah. So ridiculous. God Hand is a right on it. precursor to No More Heroes. 
Yes. In my personal really opinion, I, I'm certain. I Well, I know that some of the team, because it was from Clover, so some of them went to Platinum. But, like, I'm mean, not Platinum, um, Grasshopper Studios. And so, who is also Grasshopper Studios is also part of um, Killer7 and um, all the Suda games. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Rogers actually worked for them. Um, but I, God Hand was a really, really weird, awesomely strange game. Awesomely strange. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a lot of games. I could, I'm going to try not to do too many here. Um, I've got one that I've been holding. That's really the actual obscure game. Um, but there if was you want to just list them all down and I then go into played a bunch one. of Gundam games. I was a huge Gundam fan. Okay. Yeah. Three Gundam game that came out almost. Um, some are good, some are not good. Uh, the Capcom made Federation versus Eon was probably the best one. Um, let's see. Um, I Ape Escape Two was very good. Okay, okay. I'm going to stop you there actually because okay, Ape Escape is one of my favorite game series, mm-hmm. but I never played any of the sequels. Really? And here's the pro- Here's the reason why. Okay. Uh, I never had the money to get them when they came out. And by the uh, time I remembered that they were there, another bigger game had come out. Mm-hmm. And so I had, and I, I've seen gameplay of two. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, from what I've heard, three is the best one. Yeah. But they took, the, that was a series that I think maybe peaked at three. I, I remember playing two or three one I love because I didn't have the original, I rented it. And I bought one of the later ones and played it like super extensively because there's a game that really encouraged you to go back and like play it. The original is so good. I've replayed it maybe six times. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. It's janky as fuck, but it was and it's it was the first controls. It was the first game that used the DualShock. The yeah, first game and used them extensively. Like it took that yes. DualShock controller. And decided, hey, you can spin the joystick. So the hula hoop works by spinning the joystick, as does the little helicopter thing. I remember um, playing it and buying it and saying, I'm holding history. And I like think I still yeah. have my original copy. Because um, it took the, yeah, it was one of the first games to really not, not just be like, oh, the DualShock is an option. Well, no, that, it was, a, yeah, it was the first one to introduce the DualShock. Yeah. If I'm correct. Other games yeah. Before that, we're just like, oh, Oh, you could play them with the DualShock, possibly, maybe. Yeah, like I think maybe. maybe. I want to say, that, yeah, mm-hmm. it may have, you may be right though. Maybe the first one to actually use it, but if nothing else, it was the first one to use it as a unique controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note, I'll go into my obscure game because it also has to do with the PlayStation Two controller. Mm-hmm. So nobody who's listening has probably heard of this unless unless uh, that friend of mine I mentioned earlier listens to this episode because um, he, he we played it in. in when we shared a dorm room. But anyway, um, Robot Alchemic Drive is the best super robot game ever. <laughs> now, let me clarify that statement. Now, there are some strategy games that are probably be better, but in terms of capturing the essence of a... Robot Alchemic Drive does the best job of that out of any robot game. Oh! Rad! Sorry, go yeah. ahead. I know yes, this game rad. series. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. So the way this game worked is it was very hokey. It was very like old school super 
super robot series hokey with horrible voice acting, which I think it was intentionally bad at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it had to be either that or they got the like literally like paying those people with cheeseburgers or something. I don't know, uh, but had really bad voice acting. Um, the story was very generic, but what made it good was you, you played your little choice of like three pilots and three robots and you got the other two robots later. Um, but you played your character and most of the time when people do robot games, it's just like you're just in the robot. That's it. Um, but that game you had to you played your pilot and they did not actually get in the robot. The remote controlled it and you had to position yourself somewhere because is when you went into first-person view to actually watch the fight to see what your robot was doing, you were still in the fight. And if, like, your building you were on got knocked over, you had to deal with it. Um, and so, yeah, and the controls for it were really janky, but in a good way. Like, one of the shoulder buttons, like, made the robot step with one leg and the other did the other leg. The joysticks controlled the arms and you actually had to, like, pull it back and punch things by, like, pull it back and then push forward. Um, it was a really, really janky but it was really really well done because make it feel like you know you it was weird you had the little pilot and you actually had to uh control the robot in a very unique kind of way and it was actually made it was really fun game really buggy though that sounds like pretty much standard weird japanese game at the time I would probably never play that game after it, you it just written, you said the the it control scheme. I'm like, oh my god! The funny thing is, it took me a little bit of it. Got the hang of it. It actually made the fights were very simplistic, but the control scheme made them fun anyway because you had to like do the weird controls, and they weren't hard to do. You just had to. Get... I can I can see people enjoying that. I don't see myself enjoying that. Super <laughs> super, uh, super hokey storyline. Super oh, that's pretty funny but okay Very okay funny. i bought that game twice because my copy stopped working jesus <laughs> you really <laughs> did like that game <laughs> okay so closing out the topic i did want to say i wanted to go into the ps2's legacy because i feel that the ps2 is not just a system that lasted from the time that it was it made games to the time it stopped PlayStation 2 is one of the highest selling consoles of all time. It is, it, I think it has the largest, if not the second largest gaming library of all time. Um, if, even as we talked about all these games here today, we have not even covered one third of what the PlayStation 2 had to offer as far as video games goes. And the video games that came on the PS2 were so good, so mind-blowing, is that they still have series to this day that keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel a lot of the games were created, were creating their legacy from the PS2 video games. So the Prince of Persia eventually evolved into the Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. your modern-day Resident Evils, even though it originally came from the GameCube, that should be noted, like... But a lot know, of the games we actually mentioned were original GameCube games. And, and, oh, we're going to get to the GameCube and why it's one of the most underrated consoles of all sure. time. Um, one of the greatest. Mean, don't you remember at that show floor? They're like, we added a handle, so it's more portable. <laughs> it's like a lunchbox. Um, but <laughs> little did we know, now. eventually they would be like, 
Look at this thing. This is- <laughs> I went I went down a list of the PS2's just JRPG list. There That's are so many Dark Cloud, like shit like that. I forgot that game existed. You know Dark, that? Dark Cloud was my um was my best friend's favorite RPG on the PS2. He played both of them constantly. Um, I never played it, was never into those series. Um, but it was it was a really good series. Devil May Cry got it started there. The PS2, just on software alone, has created a hierarchy that very few game systems have ever made. But I feel almost that the PS2, its legacy is something that Sony has been chasing. I said this at the beginning mm-hmm. of this topic. I feel Sony is always trying to get back to the PS2. Getting back to the system that without fail is the greatest system of its time. And I think because they haven't gotten it, they keep going for it. Even just the symbol, PS2, in that blue. Mm -hmm. They've been trying to recreate that. You know, so many iconic elements of there. Like, when you start up the PS2, I don't know if people knew this, but when it says, like, the Sony Entertainment System, and you see those little um, white blocks... Those are your memories of your games. They're like the little towers are the memories of your video games in there. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. So much went into the PS2. And so I guess I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the legacy of the PS2 um, and stuff like that? Well, <laughs> as I said... Um, for like a lot of the things that I most remember from gaming, and I can't believe I didn't plug it when I was talking about games. Guilty Gear X Two, we mentioned again. Um, playing games like that with friends of mine, and really, this I remember that being like, I guess in many ways, that's a personal thing. And then legacy wise, it did set a lot of standards. It was the first console, one of the first consoles, along with the Xbox and the Dreamcast, to have internet access. Yeah. Um, to the degree that actually the original PlayStation needed an adapter, I think, and then the later ones had the, the adapter built. Um, mm-hmm. And you think about now, at that time, an, an adapter for the internet mm-hmm. versus now when it's so ubiquitous, mm-hmm. the internet and gaming. Um, yeah, and a lot of the things there, um, things uh, things like that. Standards, new standards for art. Like you mentioned Final Fantasy X earlier in the episode. Um, it kind of set the new standard for RPGs for a long time, especially for the Final Fantasy series. Also Dragon Quest VIII. Like two, two major, major like genre genre definers, I think in many ways. Dragon Quest had always been one of the biggest JRPG, well not one, the biggest JRPG in Japan for the longest time. But Dragon Quest VIII, like you were saying, is I think where it started to become big in the states. Um, it was it was a more approachable thing, and it looked great, and it had all those aspects. Um, yeah, completely agree there. Did Monster Hunter get started on the PlayStation Two? Um, so yeah, yes. I do. Same. So 
Um, sorry about that. Um, so yes, Monster Hunter actually got started on the PS2. It, however, was not this huge juggernaut until much later. I remember playing it on the PS2. I remember playing it on the Wii. Um, I played a good number of Monster Hunter throughout my years, but um, it did, I think, originally start with the PS2. And yeah, like most people want to know that because it just wasn't that big of a game um, at that time. And I also would say, Dustin, like your thing saying that like playing with people was like a personal thing. I think that's what a lot of people experience. I think like the PS2 was still in that couch co-op kind of scenario, couch play. Yeah. Um, like we said, the adapter was a, a later thing. But so even then, it was still couch co-op. It helped push a little bit of online gaming because you could play Final Fantasy XI on it, mm-hmm. which was a big... Um, you know, um, MMO. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Arnold, what about you? What do you uh, think about the legacy of the PS2? Well, like I said, the PS2 is what opened the floodgates for me <laughs> uh, just to play and test anything. Mm-hmm. Any kind, any type of game genre. Like I said, there were JRPGs, there were first-person shooters, like Battlefront. There were... Um, Oh, like a sneaking games like Metal Splinter Gear. Cell, Metal Gear. Oh, Splinter Cell! Oh my God! Now, now, Splinter Cell is originally Xbox because of the, the whole green originally. light thing. Like, originally, originally um, it was PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Originally it was PlayStation. Hey. I remember it was on a demo. No. Was no, it? no, no, no! You're thinking no, about Splinter Cell was Xbox. Splinter Cell was Xbox. Filter is what I'm. Yes, you're talking about Siphon Filter. I was like, wait, no, it wasn't. I was like, that yeah, green right. Right. was completely Xbox. It was also green in Siphon Filter. Yeah, yeah, Siphon Siphon Filter was still in that genre thing, but I remember distinctively that Splinter Cell was it because literally the green, like the Xbox yeah. would not anything green <laughs> at that time was Xbox. Um. Yeah, I agree with you there, Arnold. I'd say also the PS2 was one of the first generation bridges. So up until this point, your generation and my generation with gaming were pretty divided. Y'all were babies, you know. Um, or you guys just weren't into that same kind of gaming. But you guys were getting to the point of playing video games at that point. And the first thing accessible to you was the PlayStation 2, really. Like, y'all had played other shit, clearly. But, like, the PS2 is when y'all had first started to kind of get into gaming. And for my generation, Dustin's generation, that's when we started becoming edgy. And, like, maturing and, like, you know, smelling funky because hormones and stuff like that. And, like, this was a, like, a great center point because there was... A lot of these games were made for that. I felt that it defined generations of gamers because you get all these edge... Everyone likes edgelord games, man. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't like them now, but I don't know what it is that attracts people to these dark, brooding losers. And like these... Teenage period. That rebellion. Being rebellious. But you know, it's. No one understands you. Yeah, but then you think about these new rebellion games, and even though, like, um, and, and, and this is one of the reasons I think that the series took so long to get so big, but you look at the Persona games, they were on the PS2. They weren't that big, but I think that was because everyone was so stylish. 
and everyone wasn't brooding. Like, some of these characters were kind of happy, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, Persona's world was fucked. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know... Not as bad as Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei does not count. It is complete <laughs> fucked. Like, and, and that was the thing. I was more into that than I was into, like, Persona at the time. And I, I in my personal opinion, I believe Persona's the more superior game because Shin Megami Tensei is, it, like, it's, it's two nose to the grinder. Yes. There's no, there's no personality and fun, mm-hmm. in my opinion. No, it's not as much character. Mm-hmm. It's not as character driven. Yeah, and people may like that. People may like. Yeah. I just want the gameplay, but that's fair. But like, um, like it defined a generation of gamers because people are always seeking that now. When you get the gamer debates, when they talk about what's hardcore, when you talk about the graphics and stuff, it's because of the PS2. Um, not of course the you know the Xbox at the time was pushing that graphic fidelity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but the PS2 just had game after game after game, and I think most people found their niche through the PS2. You found out if you were a fighter, you found out if you like RPGs, if you like action games, um, sports games, um, and to this day, I think for the PS2 is that it is. It, it's that system that I think everyone eventually had. You know, not everyone had a GameCube. Not everyone had an Xbox. Um, and, you know, people change their system profiles all the time. But I think the PS2 was, like, that system. Yeah. That's for me. Either the gateway system or the, the one where people really got their, like... You know, so to speak, in gaming. Your individuality within gaming. Um, and this isn't to say that when you talk about these other systems, there's different things too, because I've played and experienced them all, but um, PS2 was just that system. Like it was the system. Um, so yeah, I want people who are listening to this, give us your list, give us your thoughts, you know, um, let us know what you think um, and stuff like that. If you know me personally, you can send me them yourself. But, you know. You use, that email. use that email. Use that email. Send the stuff. Um, you know. Um, but, yeah. Let us know what was the PS2 to you. Maybe you hated it. Maybe you loved it. But maybe you didn't have as many games as you liked on it. Maybe you got a letter date. Um, but let us know. I wasn't planning on going any order when it came to systems. The PS2 was something that I really wanted to talk about anyway to begin with, but I felt that it was a pretty good moment to go into it since it's turning 20 years old. And um, making me feel really old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you motherfuckers old. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, Arnold. It'll come for you, too. Um, I would talk about the PS4 era. Oh, God. <laughs> Enjoy that. Enjoy that era. Nah. We had a game system, and for about a year and a half, it had no games on it. <laughs> All I talk about the is PS4 like, for us has no games. And then Nintendo and released this tiny ass system that apparently everyone shat their pants over. Um, and this was, and we would be like, and kids back in my day, when we wanted to feel like a man, we would tell other people to get good at a fictional video game. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so you tell me they weren't get gooders back then too oh no oh yeah oh my god yes you mean you couldn't do the 
we sixty triple Ollie and Tony Khan. So yeah, like what 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 happened was this: is that we wouldn't say get good, we would say some bullshit. Like we would insult your like I told you this last time, right? Like if people didn't play a JRPG, I just thought you were just stupid. Like you know, not outright, but I was like, oh, you must not be able to solve puzzles. Like you can't you can't play Final Fantasy. You clearly can't solve puzzles or anything like that. Um, or if you didn't play Zelda games, I didn't think you were like capable of doing. And then people, the reverse. So if I didn't play sports games, I wasn't like a big man. Yeah. Like I had to play like <laughs> over there, yeah. right? You know. Um, oh, speaking of which, real quick, um, my friend is gonna kill me if I don't mention this, but we were talking about it the other day. Fight Night was one of the best fighting games I played. Where you, it was like you played a boxer in the PS2 game. And you uh, had to yeah. make your own boxer and like boxing. It was great. Anyway, um, yeah, but like back then, Arnold, we had get good, but it was all like, oh, you couldn't find this. Oh, you suck. Or you couldn't do this. Oh, you. Suck. It was real quick. Like we didn't have a catchphrase. It was just like you suck. Like it was, it was like that was all that was. Just people just talking p- trash. Yeah, just talking trash, pissing on your territory. But um, but yeah, I hope you all like this episode. Like, add, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends, please. I'm aware that our Twitter is kind of like Daisy. Been very busy on my end. Lots of stuff to do. Lots of stuff to do. I, my goodness. Um, never sleep. Um, but we are the Key Items Podcast. Please like, add, and subscribe. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Um, we also have some stuff on SoundCloud, but it's not been going so great with SoundCloud. Um, check us out on our website at keyitems.squarespace.com and email us at unlock at keyitemspodcast.com. Um, I am your host once again, James, and I am joined as always by Dustin and the square. Yes. Oh, yeah. Circle, circle and, and square, square. And I am X. Not cross. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See ya. See ya. Thank you for playing. <laughs>